Just got on that one, I just did a quick calculation. I did 15% of 420 at 63. So he's done 15 point something. Oh, right. So, so, so he's n- real inflation. Oh, that'd be clever. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, Elon's uh, plays 4D chess while you're playing your, your God uh, damn it. 1D. <laughs> <laughs> it won't be the first time Elon gets the better of me, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> He's the smartest guy on the planet. I'll let him have a win. It's going to be interesting. We've all got many examples of people being wrecked by shitcoins, but we don't have examples of companies being wrecked or countries or states being wrecked. But I think over the next 10 years, we're going to see it. And it may be Miami. Maybe Miami is somewhere that loses. There's a chance that a country could adopt. Think dog. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I got collection of bobs and bazine pits. <laughs> <laughs> it is weird. It is weird. Like, and you're just blind for not seeing it. Like, this guy is a fucking pedophile. Yeah, it's, it's funny. We're on this. Well, he also allegedly shit himself when he met the Pope. number 31 thanks once again for everybody joining tuning in listening it's myself so never look bringing to you one of the best and biggest bullish podcasts in the world alongside mr all in dr evil 10 percent and she's here she's never here this is no show how's everything going guys going good it's going good i i did have some bad news today though i got my hair cut and uh, my barber chatting about Bitcoin with him again, as usual. Mm. Stayed away from the shit coins. And then he, I just could tell he looked a little bit sad. I'm like, well, I know it's like, we, I know we've had a down day and stuff today, you know, down 10%, but you know, we've had a good month. And he's yeah. like, oh, I have to sell it. I'm like, why? Like, why? He's like, oh, just life happened. And I just needed the money. I was like, oh, mate, why? Asking what he needed the money for. No, he, I could tell it was something that, you know, something private. I have no clue. But wasn't like a hot tub. I hope not. I know. <laughs> I really hope it wasn't something really high time preference like that. It seemed like it was something serious, like something looked like it'd gone wrong. Okay. And you needed to pull some money out. But I just went, did you leave a little bit in though? You know, yeah. Even if you just take 99% out, I understand. Like obviously you need the money. Just leave some sats in there, man. And he went, nah, I cleaned it out. I'm like, oh, dude. Yeah, it's so hard to get off zero. Like, just you need to get get off zero again, quick. Just put ten pounds in, get it in. Buy, buy a thousand sats, get back in. And he was like, okay, okay, I'll um, I put ten pound in like tonight. It's like, yeah, just just try it. Bit sad, man. It's sad. And life does. I think the shit does happen. So you know, saving is difficult. Investing is difficult. And I think one of the we was having a chat about it. It's like the hardest thing about investing really is beating yourself. Because yeah, you know, you mm-hmm. want the money, don't you? There's a million things to spend your money on. Like. Once you get beat yourself, now you have to make money in the market. But I think the market's almost easy compared to you because you just want to spend it on other shit. And um, yeah, my, my barber's back down to zero sats. I'm like, man, I've been working on him for six months. Thought I had him. And then back to zero. Oh, I clear it all the time. And the hardest thing is doing nothing. Mm. I um, cleared up my Revolut wallet today. Oh, did you? Yeah. 
into my main wallet, into my ledger. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, oh, look at this sweet money. I went, no. I've had my 30-day reset, so I've managed to pull a bit more out. I've actually managed to clear it out, um, apart from the current vault. So that was a tidy amount, and yes. it built up quite quite rapidly. Nice. But painfully. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned CEO in the week as well. Did he buy it? Did he say he bought? Oh, right, yeah. Um, I haven't spoken to him since, so I might have to check in with him. But um, there has been another evolution of that, actually, because I've been invited to do a talk at an industry event, the International Business Event Awards or something. And weirdly, I don't know why, I'm doing an after-dinner speech, 200 people at this event are all going to win Best Business of the Year or something. And yeah. um, and uh, so, obviously, RX CEO, as always, it's always, always, all my kind of random shit like this comes through here. <laughs> phones me up and he's like oh do you want to do this after dinner speech thing uh, about international business i'm like oh yeah i can talk about business like what like what, what even is this i'm like and i just think about it i'm like right and i straight away i go i don't want to do it but i'm like okay i'll do it provided i can do it on bitcoin and i'm going to talk about putting bitcoin on the balance sheet and how easy international commerce is if you yes. do it on bitcoin and he went fine that sounds good i'm like okay i am 100 in I'm gonna go orange pill. When is it? Senior people. So when this is it? sounds amazing. Oh, uh, this is December second. So it's a few and weeks away. Yeah. I'm guessing this is down in London. Uh no, it's a northwest thing. So it's in Manchester. Oh, okay. good audience. So, um, we'll be we'll be waiting for feedback on that one because I yeah. think it'll be very very interesting to see what the kind of reception is because you've got obviously the clapping. Everyone's just gonna clap you anyway. Yeah. Um, but it's a it's a conversations after the speech. Exactly, mm. exactly. I'm I'm going to, I'm going to really work on this thing and really show like how much money they've lost on their balance sheet over the last couple of years. How much MicroStrategy and Tesla have made by what? hedging into Bitcoin. Are you just going to have a big GIF of um, Chad Saylor? <laughs> this is really interesting, man. If I'm allowed slides, it's going to get out of control because. <laughs> It's just going to be meme after meme after heavy meme. <laughs> I, I, I quite like that, um, the cat video when we're bouncing up once and it's like to one of the weekend songs, something electronic. I can't remember what it is. That's one of my favourites. It's just stupid. <laughs> oh, I think this would be amazing. I'd love to be a fly in the water if you could even record it for like the, the time of the speech because we were talking about Sailor and, uh, and his interview recently with Pomp. And, you know, he pretty much laid it all out. But if you could even give them the blueprint yeah. of, you know, essentially, this is how they've done it. This is why they've done it. And this is what you could win. Drop <laughs> drop, um, drop Pomp a message if he actually replies to you. And um, what's his name? Jack. Um, Jack Mollers. At, yeah, at Stripe. Yeah. Just throw in, I'm meeting all these CEOs. Could you get a response? It'd be pretty, pretty amazing if you yeah, could. Yeah, that would be great. And it'd be great, obviously, great to learn on how to um, get people in. So I'm sure Michael Saylor's probably converted a few CEOs who are lower level to him. And I'm sure they're probably getting asked by staff if they have any sort of forum as well. So, you know, we have it every fortnight uh, where people have asked, our, you know, could we get paid in Bitcoin? Well, Jack Maulers has obviously produced the product in order to allow people to do so. It's just not available yet in the UK. It, it's just you know you are 
potentially orange pulling them to get more staff as well if they are seen as pro bitcoin it's it's a recruitment drive for them yeah i'll have, I'll have to draft it all up and then i'll send it around to you guys and like yeah we'll come up, we'll come up with a point scheme as well comments after mm. standing ovations mm. um linkedin messages and then people updating you that have actually bought bought bitcoin what that'd be kind of like, and then maybe the Bitcoin standard, something like that, or maybe your app, sign-ups for your app based upon yeah. it. So we can come up with a bit of a point scheme and see how well you perform. Also yeah. against your articles as well, you know, refer them to the articles on LinkedIn. Mm, yeah, it's, the issue is, it's an after-dinner speech at an award ceremony. So I'm sure you guys have been to these things, right? By after-dinner, <laughs> you're pretty wasted, right? You're a couple of bottles of wine in. So I don't know how much people are going to be listening but look i'm, I'm gonna go see what happens if, if a couple yeah, you've of got them... to go about, gotta go over highlights with like the chad sailor examples of what it did um yeah. when he went in, why he who went wants in to mill a million or yeah. billion in tesla's example yeah. yeah who wants to be a billionaire and yeah. uh and then that straight away pricks everyone's ears up so i suppose it's a gains but it's also you with some a room full of financially literate people you know, whereas quite a lot of the audience, they aren't financially literate. So working with a financially literate audience, you've got the potential for better understanding of what it means to a balance sheet. Yeah. Well, for the first time, I managed to actually get our ex-CEO's attention around Bitcoin and that he's ignored me forever. Forever. I, but then I mentioned, you know, back when you, you know, worked at our company, you hedged our balance sheet in multiple currencies. You didn't yeah, do that still. Exactly. And it's very sensible. Everyone does it. But why now you should have at least 1% in Bitcoin? It just should, because we can see that the fiat money is hyperinflating. It's just sensible to have at least an allocation to Bitcoin. And he mm -hmm. suddenly started, and then he parrot spoke that back to me, because uh, I spoke to him a couple of weeks ago about that. Then today... I'm quite surprised he still speaks to you considering your LinkedIn posts. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. I don't think anyone knew was going to speak to me, but people that know me from the past were like, we know he cocks about, but he actually can do a job. So we'll look past it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's, yeah, um, I, noticed, I noticed your pronouns, which no one's hooked on to. <laughs> weirdly, ever since I've changed my pronouns to Bob's and Bajine, I've started commenting more and more. Just to, because every time you post, they're right there. So, might like, somebody get me on them? Someone pick me up? Come on, please. Fake. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's going to. Someone's going to. Yeah, I think, um, as we were saying, it's just a crazy uncle, crazy rich <laughs> uncle. Yeah, I think I think everyone I used to work with just like rolls their eyes. It moves as wide. Yeah, I've been to someone today about it. I don't know how it came off conversation. Your name came up. And, um, He's just like, we post a couple of articles every month or something about Bitcoin to get more people in it. And I uh, just like, he, I think he just saw it as a, um, oh, what's it called? A Ponzi scheme. So a pyramid, you know, more people in. And I said, fundamentally, you know, that is what currency and what value is because if someone sees value in something in order for it to be valuable, a lot of people got to see value in it. Mm. It's the same kind of process. And I think, I helped him connect a couple of dots just through a few comments because I think he wasn't connecting the fact that in order to have the value, you've got to have a group of people, whereas he's just seeing, oh, it's a it's a pyramid scheme because lots of people are seeing value in it, but that's how you see the value. He clearly had only seen that I post articles and hadn't read a single one. Yeah. Yeah. 
because the thing is like, yeah. i put a few memes on on linkedin and stuff but when i write an article it's serious like it's not funny particularly it's it's quite heavy kind of content so if you dragged up the 50 you dragged up the 50k one the other week yeah. didn't you yeah um just saying you know i predicted this <laughs> and you said that well you've been quite bearish because i think you said 250 didn't you yeah because yeah, that's five it, years as well i was like oof. yeah yeah I'm just, I'm too much. I'm hitting, I'm saying targets that I know are going to get hit. That's why I said 50. I was more bullish than that. And that this is, to be honest, that's the plan B um, stop yeah. to flow model. Yeah. It was, it, it was meant to hit 50K now and it's going to hit um, 240K. In reality, it's going to should hit 240K in the next six months. But I just want to buy myself time because I know the LinkedIn crowd are going to go, oh, you were wrong. So I just add an extra couple of years on. And yeah. then if I over deliver, then, oh, sorry, it, it did it in two years instead of five i massively apologize that you got rich too fast you know (laughs) that's always my my public ones that are in a work environment are much more um kind of bearish as opposed to yeah when i'm just free i was speaking to another person he's like oh i wish i'd invest in bitcoin and i said well it's not too late is it it's still finding its place in the market so read up on it read the bitcoin standard don't know if he will because he didn't write that down um, it's a but, classic, isn't it? Because yeah, when exactly. you said I should have, but it I don't was think 5k and it was too expensive. Uh, well, it's gas with its magical internet money, man. Yeah. <laughs> and when it's when it's 5k, when it went from 15k back down to 2k, well, now it's gone to zero. It's broken, isn't it? Yeah. No matter which way round the price has gone, whether it's 80% off or it's gone up 400% that month, it's either too expensive or it's going to zero. So no, guess what? Bitcoin is a good buy on both of them. It's just an even better buy when it's down. So, you know, it's, yeah. it's like right now, Bitcoin dipped 10% from yesterday to today. 10% off. Buy some if you want or ignore it. Black Friday deal. Exactly. It was a bit. Um, yeah. And weirdly, I actually think we got our first story is Taproot. And I actually think the misunderstanding of Taproot um, actually contributed to our pump on Sunday where we went up 10%. I think everyone realised what the truth is about Taproot and we went back down yesterday. Mm. Yeah, because I was having a read through the articles which you put on and I was like, that wasn't what we spoke about six months ago. <laughs> like, my, you know, forgive me if I'm wrong, but six months ago we are talking about the fact that I think it was to do with the block and the amount of information which can go into the block. Correct. And then it was also to do with um, hiding CoinJoin. So the fact that Bitcoin is marked by CoinJoin now, whereas it, uh, sorry, it was, whereas with Taproot, it does not. Whereas the stuff which I was reading on this, it was mainly around multi-signatures. So I'm guessing, well, from my interpretation, that's when you, you sort out some kind of transfer of money for a service and you need multiple signatures in order to release the Bitcoin. All right. Well, that, that is also included, right? That's part of the privacy stuff. But the big thing that's misleading in these is smart contracts. Yep. Yes. That's the massive thing. They've included, and I must admit, when so Taproot went live on Saturday at midnight, it went live, seamless. Years worth of work have gone into that. It's the first, the biggest update we've had since SegWit that was back in 2017. SegWit massively improved scalability and enabled Lightning to work on Bitcoin. Uh, so that was huge. Uh, everyone was questioning Bitcoin's never going to be a currency, it can only do um well i think what was it it's like two hundred thousand transactions a day or something or relatively small whereas yeah. we need to be able to do 200 um two million transactions a minute to be a visa or mastercard 
So now we, now we can do that. We can do 2 million transactions uh, a minute or an hour, whichever we want to do. Um, we've got Lightning now, infinite scalability on Lightning, and the main chain is there. So yeah, so the, that was the last big update. So four years later, we get Taproot. And yeah, and, and all these articles came out, and I went, did I completely miss the boat here? I've been supporting Taproot, and which were for privacy and scalability reasons. And now suddenly, it's like Bitcoin's the next Ethereum. We've got smart contracts. We can pump out a load of shit coins and shit tokens and also have JPEGs on the blockchain, otherwise known as NFTs. I'm like, what the fuck? Taproot wasn't supposed to do all this. And sure enough, I dug into it. All the articles got it wrong. Every single one virtually said smart contracts are now available on, on Tap because Taproot went live. No, they're, they're, they're absolutely not. You cannot just churn out a load of shit coins on Bitcoin. You can't put JPEGs into the into the chain. Because the second I saw this, I went, this is disastrous. They're going to clog up the network. We need this scalability already. Taproot was meant to increase scalability, not yeah. grind it to a halt by filling it up with JPEGs. That's why Ethereum is useless right now. It costs £100 to send a transaction on Ethereum, and it costs about 10p to send a transaction on Bitcoin. That's, that's the way it should be. Oh. And, and, and then Lightning, it costs a fraction of the penny just yeah. to put that out. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. And um, so, yeah, so it's all the, the media. And unfortunately, that was when um, you know, Mrs. No Show put into our group that there's a Twitter spaces with one of um, high profile Bitcoin saying Taproot is a scam. Mm. Second I saw that, I jumped into it. And um, their whole positioning on it was because Taproot is being pitched as a smart contracts update for Bitcoin, and it isn't. Yeah, that made Taproot a scam. It's just, but, but it's um, it's multi-signature. Is that what they mean by smart contracts? No, no. multi-sig already exists now, and it's just a way of before I send a transaction, I might need you to to also verify okay. it. It's more secure. That's and what have they mistaken as smart contracts? Yeah, I I don't even know. It's because obviously the the privacy stuff, right? The, so the privacy is. There's this kind of three types of transactions you do on Bitcoin that you might not want to um, let other people know that you're doing. So it's multi-sig. So normally you just send a transaction and I just send it. I can sign my own keys and send it off. But if I if we got a shared group of money that us three say owned and it was our business or something, every time a transaction comes out of our business account, it would have to ping all three of us and we'd have to verify the transaction can go. That's a multi-sig. At the yeah. moment, you know, before Taproot, you could tell we were doing a multi-sig and not a one-off transaction. So a little bit of a privacy leak there. You could also tell whether you're doing a Lightning transaction. If you send Bitcoin to the Lightning network, you can see it went. And then you can also, um, if you do a coin join, which is essentially is to obfuscate your coins, because if you've been KYC'd, so these coins are now in your name and address, driving license and passport, you might want to coin join them. They pop out into another address. And this wallet is, th these addresses are now not known to you. Now, you can't see where the coins have gone necessarily pre-taproot, but you can tell this address did a coin join. So that in itself is revealing some privacy concerns. Yeah. So those three things are transactions you can do on Bitcoin, um, other than just obviously the fourth one is just sending Bitcoin normally. With taproot now, all that those four types of transactions look the same. They've okay. all, been, all been mangled up. So that's the privacy part. And the scalability is just the bytes inside each transaction is 10% smaller. So now we can get more transactions into a block. Therefore, yeah. we can scale the transactions higher and the transaction fees 
will go down by 10% roughly. That's it. That's Taproot in a nutshell. So all this smart contract stuff, or where we think we've tracked it back to is one shitcoiner is building something on on Bitcoin on a like another layer two thing. And he's building shitcoins and NFTs and all this bollocks. And he's pretending that his platform now works because of Taproot. And no, it's just another shitcoin over here that happens to... <laughs> so, he, yeah. Would he would he not potentially clog up the network then? No, because he hasn't got access to the to the core thing. He's just building and another platform over here. In my oh, name. I get you. And plus, he hasn't got the consensus of the network in terms of all the other developers, so it would never work, right? No, and you, so, I guess it's just a, a big Chinese rumor. Because I read this in terms of smart contracts on multiple different platforms as well. Yeah. But a lot of media does copy um a certain article and they obviously don't verify the article so they'll put their own spin on it but use the, the bulk and the majority of things kind of going into it in one of the articles i'm guessing it's cnbc looking at the two links it says uh, well it refers to an accidental split in 2013 saying they don't want that to happen with taproot and i'm guessing they're referring to what Bitcoin Cash or something like that. Well, that was seventeen. Wasn't yeah, that's twenty seventeen. Yeah, twenty thirteen. They're actually talking. They're really going back in time there. That's yeah, that was a genuine bug. Yeah, in terms of a genuine. But they're bug. saying it was um, it was an accidental split. So for what did that create? Um, well, that was, it, well in seventeen. No, in 13. I believe from what I read was an actual bug that needed to be um, rectified. Okay, so it didn't well, cause anything. Yeah, well, it's yeah, because I think reading that article, obviously, it was a bit before my time, 2013, but yeah, it sounds like the you actually, the, the chain actually did fork, but we weren't expecting the chain to fork. And then suddenly now you have duplicate Bitcoin, and now technically you've doubled the supply of Bitcoin as well. It's now 42 million, not 21. Um, so and I'm guessing for a period of time there, because the fork was not supposed to happen, the miners wouldn't know which chain to mine. And there'd have been a whole host of confusion, mm. like which, which is the real Bitcoin? And everyone's looking around. Whereas the forks in 2017, we knew the fork was happening. This one's Bitcoin, that one's Bitcoin Cash. You can choose which one to mine. There's no confusion there. But yeah, yeah so that was, it's always the, it was always the worry. That was the big worry that I had around Taproot, really. It's not that if it goes live, it's going to be great. But what if it goes wrong? But it was been in testing for years, so it was very. But what if it, what if it causes another fork? You know, where you haven't got a consensus to take it on. At least you've got a good idea, which quite a lot of people do. But then it would be called something else, wouldn't it? You'd have Bitcoin, whatever, and then Bitcoin would be the original, um, original. So it's whether you move off, move off to it. Yeah, and um, yeah, I I quite want a fork because you got um, <laughs> you got the equivalent in whatever it was, which forked in 2017. Well, Bitcoin Cash. Well, what's that doing these days? Nothing. Yeah, but it's a, fact, it's a fact that you got free coins, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, it was it was great, yeah. So Bitcoin Cash, there was Bitcoin SV, Bitcoin Gold. So it's like a dividend, right? So yeah, um, Bitcoin Cash was about 5% of the price of Bitcoin. So that was great. You just basically get 5% more Bitcoin. You know, just as we do the shitcoin lessons on Coinbase, you just convert it straight away. So yeah, I, got, I, I got 5% more Bitcoin cash. I just sent it straight to Coinbase, switched it to Bitcoin and sent it out. Then I think I got Bitcoin SV came out. That was about 1%. So I just sent that straight in, switched it out the way. 
The only one I didn't do was Bitcoin Gold because that was tiny. I think it was like 0.1%. And it was quite hard to get. And I read some scare stories of how to get it. People were stealing the real Bitcoin. So I just went, that dividend's not big enough and too complicated to get. And I just let that one die. Um, but So is Bitcoin Gold dead? I think so. I haven't checked it. If it isn't, then I got some. I still got some of it somewhere. <laughs> I never claimed it. It's attached to my Bitcoin somewhere. But um, if it's got a price, then yeah, maybe I'll, I'll go and claim it. I'm just having a quick Google. Yeah, what's uh, what's it's saying? Sixty dollars. All right. Yeah. That's because it. for a long time, Bitcoin Cash was tracking at the same price as Bitcoin. Oh, wow. If you'd actually done Bitcoin gold in 2017, it was um, up to 400. Yeah, yeah. So it had a bit of a price. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it, it was tempting, but it was just at the time. Yeah, it's someone, not worth the risk, is it? So, yeah, someone did it and um, it, they, um, yeah, they, they got scammed. So I just stayed well away. But it would have just been a, a punt, wouldn't it, really? Because as opposed to just simply sticking with Bitcoin. And again, it's probably one of those where we talk about human nature and, um, you know, the, the, the barber. It's so boring. Just like I said it today, who is at a meal today and just saying, simply saying stick to Bitcoin. Because one of the guys, there was a new guy that joined us and it was his first day there. He said, oh, I actually got into the space pretty early, but it was on all of these various different altcoins and then he got burnt and he openly said, I should have just gone with Bitcoin. So after he got burnt, he then, and I said, well, the biggest thing would be having humility to be like, right, yeah, fair enough. I should have just simply stuck with Bitcoin and gone there. But he didn't, there was no comeback after that. And he hasn't then gone into it. And uh, did you um, ask for him to be sacked after that conversation? <laughs> <laughs> He's still in probation. He, he hung himself with the wise. <laughs> I'm sure if he makes those types of decisions, <laughs> those types of financial decisions, I'm sure uh, it'll be, it won't be long. <laughs> no, I wish him the best of luck. <laughs> yeah. It really is so sad to hear those stories. Though. It really is. It is. Because it's you know because what we're seeing right now is the equivalent of that guy potentially, but he was doing that in 2017. Yeah. All he had to do was stack Bitcoin, and he would now be completely sorted. He would have been orange pilled hugely because as his valuation of his investment went up, he would have started reading. He'd have started buying, looking at the podcasts, and he'd be a Bitcoiner now. But because he shitcoined, he got wrecked, went out. Now he's back, and he's probably tempted to go. Oh, I should have just bought Bitcoin. So now I need to catch up. I'm a shitcoin again. Like yeah. me. No. Well, he's a no-coiner. Not even a shitcoiner. He's a no-coiner um, because he's so, like, depressed of what happened from before. It's just like, okay. Well, it's having a humility. You know, exactly. In, in a way, whilst we weren't involved in the kind of space, we kind of ignored uh, Mr. Orlin, um, but we still had the humility to go back to it when we actually understood it. Yeah. You know, you know like in fantasy football, when you have a bad game week, I, I don't log in. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see the damage. Whereas when I have a good game week, I'm logging in 50 times. Look at I'm first by 20 points. And like, I think it's the same in investing. When you make money, you just go all in and you start reading and you absorb. You're like, this is great. But when you lose money, 
even when you realize that that investment that you've now got out of is going up again, you just go, I don't want to look. Like I, I sold that player last week and um, I thought, <laughs> and I just, I think they just, they just turned, they put their head in the sand and go, please don't show me that anymore. I don't even want to see it. And it, yeah. I think it might take even years for them to just look again at Bitcoin and go, it's fine. You were wrong. Just admit it and just get back in, get back off zero. Yeah. It's funny, actually, a guy that we work with as well, uh, he went to an Eminem concert and he, wherever they were standing at the time, this was in Milton Keynes, the speaker was blown. So his experience of Eminem back then wasn't a good one. And he says, I just can't listen to him anymore. And it's just like, wow, you know, it's it's amazing how we sometimes just can't get over those humps and uh, and do something. I had something that I was going to share with the group as well. So when we uh, were previously as a group just looking back at stocks and uh, just like stocks and shares, and I put together a fantasy portfolio. Uh, and uh, this fantasy portfolio was called Slow and Steady, and it was a bunch of stocks that were known to be, you know, fairly decent. Our own company um, had in there the National Grid, Diageo, um, one that was actually referenced from Hargreaves Lansdowne as one of their top five picks of the year. This was back in 2017, Whitbread Holdings. Well, thanks, uh, Hargreaves Lansdowne, because if I'd have gone with that, it's gone to zero <laughs> and is no longer with us. Um, some good ones, though, uh, Unilever. And uh, but the, the biggest one of them all, with the biggest percentage gain, AstraZeneca. It was in there. Was it? Yeah. Wow, that would have been a hell of a good one to pick about four or five years ago, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, but on average, from the 12 that I've got in there, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll do a cutout and uh, maybe you can put it in the show notes. It'd be, uh, it would actually be up. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll do a snippet and I'll send it in the chat. And uh, yeah, it'd be good to, good to see. But of course, it's nowhere near what Bitcoin would have been. <laughs> ultimately so 2017 when we're yeah. looking at that it was what about 400 pounds or something like that yeah something like that yeah so what, around about Astrogenica. yeah no um bitcoin oh no oh. 20, no 2017 jesus no it started the year at about a thousand and then ended the year at fifteen thousand. yeah i thought that was 2018 no 17 yeah okay Yes, but I think we're looking at this kind of stuff earlier in the year, so around about a thousand. So yeah, forty-five x today is it around about forty-five k at the moment? Around that, yeah. So yeah, it's there's, there's barely a share on the market. You could probably cherry pick a couple of shares, like a Tesla, a Zoom. Yeah, they probably outperformed Bitcoin or maybe kept up, but yeah, you'd have to have done pretty well. And uh, fortunately, the bit of money that I had left in the short stock market was in Tesla. So <laughs> that, I have to. So I suppose there's a natural po point to move on. Um, we've got a story about savers or losers. So from a Daily Mail, <laughs> I think it's just an interesting one because it's so it's appalling. So it says that inflation's been over has been just shy of twenty percent over ten years. We know that's not true, but also. Um, 
it was saying that if you had money about 10 grand, it'd be worth eight something now. And it's just like, well, that doesn't make sense with what we what you're claiming. And also, you know, compound interest does not work the way of just taking a percentage out of 10 grand. So the person doesn't understand their financial research. Um, but then it recommends, um, was it Shawbrook Bank offer at 1.08% return and Zupa Zopper? at 1.35 so i thought this is one which i caught sight of i was just like this is absolutely appalling yeah. this is you know a prime example of someone with no financial education mm. yeah we've well, written about it well the one good thing right at the end you have to scroll down really far and it says invest for better returns so take and it only recommends taking 30 percent of your savings to put it in and even then it suggests maybe and giving it to someone to manage it for you and stuff. Mm. But at least it's got it in there. But yeah, like pushing people to basically saying, yes, this is the best savings you can get. And it's 1%. Yeah. Even even using their inflation of 5%, like you're losing 4% a year, right? And that's we know that's a lie. Yeah, inflation is probably 3x, if not 4x that. Yeah. So you're hemorrhaging money. And at least right at the end, there's a little token effort of, oh, maybe you should invest. And this entire article should just be that if you've got money on the side, just sign up for a stockbroker account and get all of it into a Vanguard or an S&P 500 EFT and just track the market. That's it. Yes. I could, I could finish this article in a couple of paragraphs. Fuck the banks. The banks are going to steal your money. Like basically, you lose 10% of your purchasing power every year. Just track the stock market. Don't try and be clever. Don't try and cherry pick which one's going to win. Just pick a basket of the best companies in the world and just follow their performance because they pretty much track inflation. You're not going to make money. You're going to think you're making money. You're like, oh, I made 20% last year. No, you didn't. Likelihood is that was inflation. But at yeah. least you're keeping up. That's the main thing. So your kind of like lifetime savings and potentially your retirement money or the money you're going to pass down on as inheritance or whatever you're going to do with it, at least it's not eroding. But yeah, these these articles make me sad because I, I think so many people and you know I, I caught my mum doing it the other day she would she'd gone all around the high street banks and um found the best ISA I think it was like 0.7 percent and she wow. went and shot a load of money in it and I was like mum get it out get it out and um so it literally only stayed in there for a week we've got it back <laughs> but um you know but, if, but most people don't have someone like me to go and like fight like sense check what they're investing so in are, are you now running your parents financials I'm, I'm i'm heavily advising they may are managing it i just heavily I mean, it seems to be that you got heavily involved in there stop it stop it <laughs> yeah yeah well even my mum got it she was like i can't believe that the rate the best rate was 0.7 percent, but it is the best i could get and she just and in her mindset that's it right in in her world when she grew up putting it into the bank was safe and yeah. you just get interest rates and you leave it there. Investing was for the pros. And it isn't anymore. And I just told them, you know, and this takes take taking me years to get them to this point where you go, look, I can open up your stockbroker account for you. We'll just invest in some EFTs. And it takes me three days to explain what an EFT is. <laughs> and then and eventually I get them to put some money in it and they just track it. And they just go, oh yeah, they can see it going up at 1%, 2%. And um, they're just like, oh, okay, okay, we're good with this now. Like, and you're probably going to get 20 to 30% on that per year because that's what the stock market does. Yeah. And it just blows their mind. Like, well, I believe it when I see it. And they will see it <laughs> because 
that's what it's done for the last 20 years. So why not a couple more? Well, I've got some stats to back this up, actually. And so it's, I was hoping that we'd come across this. So since 1981, the Dow has increased by 3,912%. The NASDAQ has increased by 7,968%. The S&P has increased by 3,611%. That means if you invested just $100 into the S&P back in 1981 and did nothing else, it would now be worth $7,767. Now imagine if you did that today. So in 2021, if you invest $100 into, stock, into the stock market S&P 500 index, and you do this every month for 40 years, by 2061, you may have $535,000 by doing nothing except contributing $100 a month, assuming a 10% annual interest rate. And that's just $100. Imagine if you did this with $200 or $300, you'd easily be a millionaire. So uh, case in point, you don't need a lot in order to invest. You just need to, the right mindset to invest. Yeah, especially with all these really cool platforms now. They, yeah. they literally, it's a £10 in, £10 out. So I'd say the minimum you probably need is £100, absolute minimum. And that's for a long-term investment. Yeah. <laughs> obviously to buy that share, in the EFT or whatever for 100 quid, they're taking 10%. It's quite a big chunk. Whereas if you put in 500 pounds, they still only take a tenner and it's a lot lower percentage. Mm. So ideally, I think you probably need about a thousand pounds if I'm being really honest. Once you manage to save a thousand, that's a good chunk just to get in and, and let it ride. But, um, but yeah, no, that's, it's great. And so a one-off thousand or a thousand every month? Um, yeah, that's the thing. I, I probably try and save up and then put it in. Because otherwise yeah. you, you will get eaten up in fees. If you just do the £100 each time, it's lots of £10 hits there. Exactly. So I would save up, maybe save up to four to 500 maybe, and then put that in, depending on how long it takes you to get it. But if, I must admit, on things like Revolut and um, Robinhood, I think their fees are even less. So that's when you can do a £10 buy, and it might cost you 20p. So that suddenly then opens up the door. I'm, I'm using, like, I'm still a bit of a boomer when it comes to this. I don't tend to use them. I still use my my laptop kind of desktop um, stockbrokers that do charge about a tenner. That, that was the best fee at the time. Now I probably should use Revolut or Robinhood or something like that and get 10p fees. So Yeah. But, and that's that, what they're growing up with. And, you know, ultimately they will know no different. You know, they won't look at a Hargreaves or a Barclays or a HSBC within order to trade. It will be free trade, Coinbase, Revolut, wherever it may be. Yeah. eToro you know copying um yeah. you know professionals as well um because i've got a lot of friends that have said they've had great returns from that too yeah they will have yeah this is the thing like when we say savers for losers i don't think savings for losers necessarily it's just only if you put it in the bank account my, correct my definition of saving now is track the smp yeah. and or put some in amazon that should be your savings. We just need a mental mind shift of that's where you should put your savings. And it feels risky, but you have to do it. If you're going to save trash cash and not put it into Bitcoin, you if you leave it in the bank, you just have to accept you're losing 10 to 20% of your purchasing power every single year. So if you're going to save it, like literally, if you're not going to, to investigate the stock market and figure out a way of tracking the market, you might as well just spend it have fun with it now because if you leave it there for five years 
it's just rotting away yeah? after 15 years it's halved in value so just start spending it now just have fun with it um, yeah. but we just need a mental mind shift and it's what we need to pass on to our our kids really which is savings good but the only way to save now is to trap the market yeah i think the sentence definitely needs to be uh rigid because saving is actually a good discipline because you need to kind of get into the fact that you're going to not touch it so you are going to in a way save it you're not gonna continue to put it in and then take it out and blow it on something stupid that you'll forget about in six months time it has no value uh, so yeah i think we need to kind of think about the way that we frame the word savers or the sentence savers uh, for losers yeah well, I've, I've i've renamed it already in my mind to snap sats <laughs> yeah any, any money that's not in sats i'm not really saving it it's my day-to-day cash so my yeah. day-to-day cash tracks the stock market and i take it out as i need it and then everything else is in sats or jbb just by bitcoin yeah yeah i think i after reviewing it all i reduced my cash down significantly and then i think it's on your advice i went put it in amazon you know it's one of the top performing stocks whilst it'll go up and down it's the best way to trap the market you don't too much too much available um one of the things i just like to point in here is the article says they reckon there'll be a a rate war But you, the banks are actually going to compete for the first time in like a hundred years because yeah. the, the yeah. what's CEOs the definition of a rape war? The, the, the five get, CEOs play golf together every weekend. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to put you out of business. I'm going to give someone five percent. No, you're not, mate. No, you're not. Yeah, they can't afford to anyway. It's they can't guarantee it. No, that it's the biggest monopoly ever. As we know, it's this. These guys are all run by the same people, and it's. It's all these little like, yeah, yeah, we know we technically should, should compete in the market, but they, they know, like they just pass around a bit of paper that says like 0.7 on it, which means no one go higher than that. So you go 0.69, I'll go 0.68. Next month, I'll switch it. Like just basically, but everyone keep there. No one's going to break out and go 2%, 3%, 4%. it then suddenly they, everyone starts losing money in a market they can't afford to lose money in and but it'd be great if one of the banks, in reality, if the banks was an actual genuinely competitive market, someone would do that, at yeah. least for a short period. And loads of people would close accounts in one place and rush to this new bank and try and get their 2%. So it would be a good business decision, potentially, short term. We, we but, had Santander for a bit who, who offered the one, two, three account. I can't remember what they That was 1%. That was 1%. And I got that. 1% that was. Yeah, I think um, they, they had slight competitive and they, and they halved it. And I was just like, I don't want your account anymore. Monzo did it as well, where they offered 1.5% on your savings and then it got reduced, got reduced down. And and yeah, you didn't get it. Well, I, I know it wasn't it wasn't there for the full year at all. I think Revolut's 0.6, I remember off the top of my head. Yeah. Yeah, because unfortunately, even the challenger banks, they don't, they're not really their own bank yet. They're still using the big banks behind the scenes, aren't they? So that's yeah. where they get their percentages from. So if they want to up the percentage, they have to just go into their own private coffers and just fill in the blank. <clears throat> but um, moving on for the savings one, we've got a couple of stories here on um, inflation. Might as well kind of go along with it. <laughs> our favourite I word. Yeah, so we had, um, again, we had our favourite no-coiner, 
uh, on Pomp's podcast, Peter Schiff, uh, talking just about inflation, a little bit of Bitcoin at the end where he had to throw it under the bus because it's classic Schiff. But um, it was a really good little video. It's um, like 20 minutes long. And this is the thing. I do like Peter Schiff because he 100 begets the financial system. He knows the fiat system is corrupt. He knows inflation numbers that they put out are a complete lie. He knows roughly what the real numbers are. He just doesn't get the final 2%, which is the solution, which is Bitcoin, not gold. But I love one of his lines that he had it. I quoted it in here. And um, one of their ways, he's like, oh, how do they keep the CPI, which is the, the, the algorithm they use to track inflation? How are they keeping it so low? Because it, it came out that um, inflation is 6.2%, by the way, in America, which is the highest in 31 years. Yeah. And this is using their rules, you know, their, their new rules. And, um, and as we know, whenever a, 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 an item, a, um, a goods in the basket of goods goes up too much, they just take it out. So Schiff just went, look, they'll say people eat dog food, not steak, to claim inflation doesn't exist. Yeah. And it's literally what they're kind of doing this time, right? They've taken steak, chicken, and pork out of the basket of goods and went, oh, no, that's climate change or something. Uh, so, no, people don't eat that anymore. Supply, Everyone... I think it's supply issues. We talked about it the week. But I'm, the one thing, I'm actually surprised it's 15%, considering some of those items which you've talked about, big inflation to be much it's probably higher. more. It is probably more. But, you know, even everyone has been, you know, pulling their hair out at this 6.2%, but it's loads more than 6.2%. But, you know, they, they can't just go from what it used to be or and i say used to be <laughs> in inverted commas for those not <laughs> uh, for those listening on podcasts essentially it was always this high it's just now slowly being starting to be reported because they can't hide from it yeah and, and as you said then right so the the real inflation as from piston preston pish Yes, yeah, from, uh, yeah, we study billionaires, yeah, yeah. Because fair play to Jack, Jack Dorsey, right? The the official news comes out that inflation is 6.2%, and this is this is crazy high, highest inflation in 31 years. Everyone's losing their shit there. Jack just goes, now try measuring it in the 1980 methodology before you started fucking with it. <laughs> and Preston underneath goes, oh, just for everyone that wants to know, if you use the old way of calculating CPI, which is the one that before they completely corrupted it, that comes out at 15% now. And as we know, right, they're already subsidizing load of this stuff. They're um, trying to keep prices low in various places. So that is, even that's keeping that, this algorithm is still a little bit low. But 15%, I think it's getting closer to the, to the, to the truth now. Yeah, if you look at the yeah. monetary supply. But the monetary supply went up by about 20 to 25%. So inflation going at 15, it's about right. It normally tracks just slightly below that because all the dollars don't hit the market. They kind of, kind of most of them stay at the top. So it's, um, it takes a couple of years to trickle down. But I think I heard some of the things along the lines of uh, from Stansbury Research, $11 trillion printed in the last 18 months. Jeez, yeah. What, what's, what's the actual supply? So I was trying to read into it, and I couldn't Ooh. get a straight answer because you've got cash, you've got investments, and you've got digital cash as well. So it seemed uncertain about what the actual supply is. Are you talking just in the US or? 
Well, the problem is, like, you've got the US dollar. It's used as a currency in various other country, yeah. countries. So how exactly do you work out the supply on that on that currency? Yeah. We know, it's a, we know it's a ridiculous amount when you get into trillions. And what's next? Quadrillions? You know, when we break that, that barrier... Yeah, and I think we will certainly get there uh, at the rate that we're going, and it's only going to get faster. It's like the train is speeding up, <laughs> and uh, yeah. Well, did, did you know billions exist in the say sixties? I don't think they did, did they? Probably, probably not. Well, no, because I think in so I don't know. I may have said it last year, uh, sorry, last week. Um, watching Narcos at the beginning, it said something along the lines of like there was only in 1980 or so there was only about four billionaires in the world at the time, and now I believe um, last time I looked there was about 2,650 uh, billionaires and there are 56 million millionaires as well so you know the number's increasing because the monetary supply is increasing technology obviously is helping but it's only going one way you know as an example to be able to retire you've got to be a millionaire with all your assets and that's that's when you realise how ridiculous it is. And that's not talking about living the life of Riley. That's living a basic life. Yeah. 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 What's the show that we grew up with? Who wants to be a millionaire? That was an aspirational, you are literally one in a million to win that and your life is sorted forever. Yeah. Now, if you were to win that million pounds, you go, okay, great. I'll pay off my mortgage, but that's 10 years of spends. And then I'm done. That's not retirement. I've still got to really work hard. I need five to 10 million probably to be comfortable. Yeah. And this is, and that's inflation, right? It's inflation. 20 years, a million has gone from being everything to a chunk of money. But I must admit, I, I always look at that number, you know, 56 million um, millionaires. It still feels small that. Because, well, it is. It, it's I, less than 1%, isn't it? It's about 0.5% of the population, right? And it, I, I just think they're undercounting because. If you, I think if you count property in that, I would imagine there's, I reckon there's more like a near or a billion millionaires because property has just gone up by so much now. I mm. nearly, I as you know, in the UK, an average price of a house is nearly 300 grand. That's average. So that means half the houses are worth more than that. So once you shove on that, plus 20 years of working, a car, I think if you liquidated all, everyone's assets, quite a lot of people come up with a million pounds. Yet they're, still going to be working till 65 they're not wealthy in any shape or form yeah. so it just 56 million almost feels like a tiny number to me i think it's hundreds of millions if not a billion people are millionaires now if you liquidated everything they had including their house yeah it's interesting that actually uh, i wonder what makes them uh you know qualify to be a millionaire based on that yeah because um, i've got, I've got a thing it might be the house you live in is included yeah, it's fair. It's an asset. Yeah, well, I'd still, I personally, I'd still count them as a millionaire because um, that's like their net wealth is over a million. But mm. maybe they want a hundred, a million of disposable cash, which yeah, that 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 makes sense to be fifty-six million of them. Yeah, fifty-six million of them. Um, but a lot of the time, even like some of the billionaires aren't necessarily liquid. No. It's yeah, largely it's in, but it's in company shares, isn't it? Which technically are liquid, but 
Yeah, you can't. Yeah. But they probably wouldn't include their family home. But then once you get to that point, it doesn't even matter. That's like nothing. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw it. Uh, Kanye was talking uh, the other week in, on a show called Drinks Champs. And he was in a group uh, like with uh, a WhatsApp group. Actually, no, I think he sent out a, a, a group text. It was Drake was in there, Beyonce, Jay-Z. <laughs> and, uh, and he just dunked on them all by saying, well, I'm worth more than all of you put together. And, <laughs> why uh, did he do that? I don't know why he did it, but he did it. And uh, he said, you know, I'm worth like nine billion right now. This, yeah. this is this all from his Yeezys thing, isn't it? This is from, yeah, from Yeezy and, and Donda as well What's so donda is the fashion house that he's created that is going up against you know like the likes of louis vuitton and versace and everything else and you know it's been getting well rave reviews year after year and it's continuing to go up fair play man so fair from fair being man. a broke to <laughs> an end and in debt because you have to start off somewhere to, to where he is. He has to be a little bit careful. He's going for a divorce, though, isn't he, at the moment? So that might have <laughs> four and a half billion if um, Kim has anything to do with it. Yeah. She's got yeah. hundreds of million, hasn't she? Like... Yeah, but she doesn't have four and a half billion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she might need some child support. These kids cost yeah. a couple of billion to get a kid through school these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure she's got her eye on it. He needs to be a little bit careful. In fact, <laughs> If I was him, I'd be like, I'm skin as fuck. I'm Let that broke. divorce go through and then pop out and go nine billy. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, he might be doing Jeff Bezos and get halved. I mean, I'm sure he said the line, read more prenup, read a prenup or something like that, right? He's saying she's a gold digger. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, moving down on the inflation one, there's one that just fits kind of perfectly into this, which... It's completely terrifying, right? This all feeds into the Great Reset and just the authoritarian right. control coming in from the US. So this is a, a Biden's Treasury nominee. And um, she suggests that will be there will be no more private bank deposit accounts. All the deposit accounts will be held directly at the Fed. And when you listen to her, the reason why is because it allows them to control the monetary supply easier if it's all in a single place. And what she means by that is if they have hyperinflation and $100 essentially is only worth 10, it means the $100 ends up going inflating up to 1,000, they can just knock a zero off, off everyone's bank account and basically take 90% of your wealth in one fell edit, I don't... one spreadsheet. Well, that doesn't work, you know, unless certain people have um, are not in those bank accounts. What do you mean, has a not in it? No, it doesn't I work if some people are not in those bank accounts, such oh, as right. the politicians and the elite. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. I just feel like you know, well, they won't be in. They won't have cash, right? They'll have assets. So it'll be the I plebs. Suppose. It'll be the plebs that have trash cash. Yeah. Just yeah. make sure you don't have any cash. Exactly. Well, which which we know off the inflation now. So, yeah, very, very, very good point around that. But also, it just feeds into the narrative of you'll have nothing and be happy. And that's how, you know, 
you could see it transitioning to get everybody there as well. And it would be through no fault of their own. And I don't believe that it, it will be. It'll just, it'll just happen. <laughs> and and, uh, and it's for, for the masses, you know, that aren't listening to financial advice or, or watching financial programs or don't have a base of financial literacy, they will do it unknowingly just like gold back in the 70s. Yeah, which this reminds me, right? This is what happens. Um, so about a year ago, it was when they a, a video like this came out saying we need to tax unrealized capital gains. And it, they just float it and just get it yeah. out there yeah. and get people just used to it. And it's just a rumor at the time, but it's someone credible saying it. This isn't just a random person. This is someone close to the president saying this. So as we know, these people do not get to say stuff random if you're that close to the president. Then a year later, it becomes a bill. And now formally, there's a bill passing through Congress right now to tax unrealized capital gains. I just want to see that in action. Yeah. Because yeah. I just think it's it's oh, ludicrous. Oh, I can completely. Weirdly, like we, we get very used to all the all the taxes that already exist. So in America, for example, they, they have property tax. I think it's 2 to 5% of your property. Whatever the price of your property is, you've just got to pay them at the end of the year. Like, and, we, and imagining that in the UK, we would lose our shit, right? In America, it's normal. Now, income tax is supposed to be temporary. Council tax is supposed to be temporary. Capital gains tax is supposed to be temporary. Corporation tax is supposed to be temporary. And when these things all came in, everyone was against them. But they just, once they're in, they're in. And then very quickly, everyone just becomes used to, yeah, this is the way. And, oh, if That's you true. don't like it, you go to prison. So, like it. Yeah, I'll be interested to see what, how, how it actually goes through because I'm still a little bit doubtful that the unrealised gains will get through. But if it does, it's just the whole complicated, you know, at the end of the year, how does it apply to different people? How are people going to get out of it? Um, it's just, it's the most ludicrous thing which I've ever heard. Um, yeah. Like you said, they tried, what was it, poll tax in the UK and there were riots? Yeah. Really, I, I do think unrealized capital gains is very simple. It really is. And we went through it on the podcast you want on. And you just do it at the beginning and end of the year. So if, you, if you've got a share that say you have a thousand pounds worth of gains in uh, on January 1st, and then the year goes all the way around on December 31st, if those shares have gone up to say 2,000 now, uh, that's a thousand pound gain. You owe your capital gains on that. But how does it work with lost money on shares? It's the same thing as what happens on capital gains. So if you lose money, you can deduct that from any gains that you have for the year. Yeah. It's, it's just going to erode everyone's money, right? So the classic way of making money, like we said right at the beginning of this, is do nothing. This mm. forces you to do something every year, which essentially is take a 20% haircut on any gains that you make. And as, as we also discussed on this podcast, don't give your money... Um, investment money to a financial advisor because they take one percent and that one percent every year can be devastating to your compound gains if the government start taking 20 percent of your cap your gains you can't roll them on it will be it wipes out the ability to so i think invest. i think they're proposing to have it over a certain amount but as we know that'll be slowly or quickly rolled down to everyone um kind of something which you touched upon there around 
haircuts. So this is one of my thoughts around the central bankers. You talked about deflation, you talked about inflation. They'll also skim money off the top. They'll be doing it every way, which way. It'll be, you know, we'll have something, I don't know, dog flu. They'll skim 5% off every account. You know, it'll be so easy for them to do it. Something, you know, looking back at Cyprus and um, was it Malta who did the, the haircut in 2008? It was um, Cyprus. It was in Cyprus, uh, the haircut. Yeah. And in it, it reeks of the same thing. You know, like I'm looking at US, like I was speaking to someone who lives in the UK um, and lived in US for what, 30 odd years. And he just said it's falling apart there. So you've got to hope that it's the exception and the UK doesn't just follow the US like it has done in the past. He said, you know, something's going to happen. He doesn't know what, but it's just going absolutely crazy over there. And this is yet another thing. Yeah, I'm just trying to put into the chat actually about uh, I put it in in our group. If you see on your phones, um, oh, there we go. These are the random tax laws that have come into the UK. Well, yeah, these are all the taxes that weren't here innovate uh, to us over a hundred years ago, and. I actually came across a book which is on my uh, on my wish list on Amazon called Daylight Robbery, and it is all about uh, tax as well. So uh, it talks about the history of tax, and from what I've been told, it's a really interesting read because he makes it quite funny, even though it's actually quite sad, <laughs> and and it's UK centric as well. Uh, I'm just going to go and get the uh, the author of it, Daylight Robbery. Oh, yeah, I'm having a quick flute through such as examples of tax, so goods and services tax, death yeah. tax, income tax, excise taxes, fishing license tax, food license tax, health tax, interest tax, lighting tax, luxury taxes, marriage license tax, mortgage tax, pension tax, poverty tax, prescription drug tax, real estate tax. So this is obviously US list, but the UK isn't that far behind. Value added tax, vehicle license registration tax, vehicle sales tax, water tax, workers and compensation tax. And now they want carbon tax. Yeah. 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 You know, there's a lot which I didn't read through there just for um, the viewers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was I still find it weird when we no stamp duty tax. You you buy a house and what is it? Is it five percent, two percent? It's weird bands. I can never remember. Yeah, yes, yeah, bands. Yeah, it's it's based on uh, one hundred twenty-five thousand pounds and under no tax. One hundred twenty-five to two fifty. Uh, certain percentage. I think it's two or three percent, and then it's an extra. Uh, between 250 to 900 and then 900 and above but you definitely end up paying some and if it's a second property then it is circa around five percent as well or three percent tax as well the one which i always found bizarre is vat how can you tax a product after someone's paid income tax and then fuel tax you know it's just yeah, we've got very bizarre taxes. Um, you know, I think we've all talked about this before. We are at a point where it's got to break soon. 
Yeah. What was it? I think last time we half worked it out when you actually include of the pound you earn, <laughs> if you're on a higher taxing like bracket, you actually probably get less than 20p. I think it was about 15p of it. Yeah. By the time you actually spend it, when you include all the taxes that of the goods that you're buying, what you've managed to do, it's just insane. We're basically on an 85% tax rate right now. Yeah. yeah we talk about raising taxes all the time. It's just like, <laughs> really? And then weirdly, the average person quite likes taxes as well. It's they're, they're fucking crazy. They think that like, oh, if we stop paying, we're not safe anymore. And you go, what are you talking about this? <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting as well. As I was in London earlier on today and, uh, and talking about tax and all these like draconian laws. Look, across the road uh, where it wasn't a crossing and of course if you were to do that in America you get fined for that there's a jaywalking but also in China you would get um, points based on the uh, the social system as you're not uh, following good practices of being a good citizen and I was just like there's only so long I could do this for I should just run across the road back and forth in in freedom (laughs) whilst I can actually do it because lo and behold, that will no doubt not be allowed in a few years' time. Yeah, if I get taxed. Yeah. Um, What do I do next? We have a few things. It might feed on, actually. It might feed on to, to the Bitcoin lesson of the week. I just came across this tweet and essentially it's called the cantaloupe effect mm. and if you guys managed to take a look at this but i miss this one was it a late edition uh no well i think i put it on maybe yesterday or the day before but it's just a tweet so the cantaloupe effect um essentially it's it's titled the most important economic concept you never heard of um and essentially all it really means is it's another reason why inflation is just so bad because a guy called Cantillon essentially just kind of documented and researched when money gets printed from the money printer, where does it go? And essentially it goes directly to a couple of people that are closest. And he, he looked back, back in his time, it was the king. So the king would essentially print money and he'd kind of give it to his um, like immediate kind of family and stuff. And then the, the, the whole concept was, it's fine. It just trickles down. And because what are they going to do with it? They're going to spend it, right? Um, and then they do. They're, they're, those people go out and buy property. They buy goods. Um, but the interesting thing is, is the closer you are to the money printer, when you get the money first, the price of goods is still low. No one knows that the supply has been increased. Mm. So you get to go out and buy up loads of things. And as you do so, other people get richer, the monetary supply gets more spread out, so the price of goods goes up. Then those people then spend the money again, and then it pushes the prices even higher. So by the time it actually gets to the poor, they get the scraps, and the price of goods has already gone way above the bit of extra money that they now have. So that's the Cantillon effect, which essentially is just the technical term to describe the closer to the money printer you are, the more effective the money you get is and the further away it is even if you get quite a big chunk of the money by the time you get it if you're 17 layers down the price of goods has gone up by more than the money you got anyway so it's kind of worthless yeah 
That's all I got to say about that. Uh, it's funny we're talking about this. Uh, did you see uh, Elon's tweet where it says uh, due to inflation, 420 has gone up by 69? <laughs> I did. Yeah. <laughs> I had to do the maths on that and it didn't quite work. I, I, thought, the 60, I thought the 6.2%. I was like, if, if, Bitcoin, if like 420 by plus 6% is 69 then fuck off. Like, this yeah. is too good to be true. I and it, it wasn't. It wasn't. It didn't match. But I was <laughs> like, I like the meme nonetheless. Yeah. Right. Uh, where are we next? Um, do I go to Miami? Yeah, well, always. Elon to Miami. Just got on that one. I just did a quick calculation. I did 15% of 420 at 63. So he's done 15 something. Oh, right. So it's, so it's, real inflation. Oh, that'd be clever. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, Elon's uh, plays 4D chess while you're playing your, your God damn uh, it. 1D. <laughs> <laughs> it won't be the first time Elon gets the better of me, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> He's the smartest guy on the planet. I'll let him have a win. Um, but yeah, if we go to Miami, we've got the, the mayor of Miami, haven't we? Uh, Obviously, he's the guy that last week we're talking about. He's taking, I think it was one paycheck. I think this guy, was it three? I can't remember. Uh, three. Was he taking three, this guy? Oh, actually, saying that, I think it was New York was taking three, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think this guy's taking one, yeah. Yeah, this guy's taking one. Three. Yeah. yeah, he upped him by three, didn't he? And then we also had a very small kind of senator or politician in America saying they're going to airdrop some Bitcoin to all the citizens. Yeah. Was only like fifteen thousand or something in his kind of control, but now this is Miami, you know, one of the biggest states in America, and he's saying he's going to airdrop Bitcoin to everyone, uh, and they can. It was on about Miami Coin, so I, I don't know. really know the background in that. He is a bit of a shitcoiner as well, unfortunately, but he 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 said it specifically though. It's Bitcoin's going to his citizens, not Miami Coin, and you can pay your taxes in Bitcoin. So it, he's basically allowing it. It's not quite a Bitcoin standard, but he is accepting Bitcoin as currency, which is a big step forward. For Miami. The wording which he used was you get um, Bitcoin through staking Miami coin. Oh, fucking hell. That's right. Yeah, I heard about this, where states could, or cities, not states, cities could potentially have their own individual coins and if you buy into those coins then they'll pay you back but typically pay you back in bitcoin so uh, yeah it's, it's, it's a weird one don't know how i feel about it yeah, yeah that's what i read and i just went i like the whole thing about salaries taxis yeah. services and bitcoin and it's like oh you have to stake um stake miami coin i was just like what the fuck is even Miami coin? Yeah, I don't know. And, like and reviving Squid Games coin. Yeah, like where does this Miami coin even come from? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, probably one for us to take away actually and look into that one uh, because I, I definitely heard it on Pump's show the other week as well. Where I think there's also a New York coin, friendly enough too, and again paying citizens. Oh, God, really? <laughs> because I think that, and I could definitely see this happening, where certain uh, cities will want to attract people and, you know, 
give them something back, such as Bitcoin or whatever. You know, obviously, the way that they're doing it now is lower taxes. So there are certain states in the US where people are purposely moving to ensure that they get lower taxes. But maybe the next incentive is paying them back in Bitcoin and for them to put their um, their balance sheet on, well, yeah, place it towards Bitcoin. Because the good thing is, like, if, if they're going to do some weird shit with Miami coin, and if you stake it, I don't really care what they do. If they end up paying out in Bitcoin, then great, because that means Miami have to buy a shit ton of Bitcoin to pay out. Right. And um, so it'd be bad if they were if they were launching Miami coin and that is going to be the currency of Miami, then yeah, they've just created a shit coin. You might as well call it the dollar. It's got all the same frailties to it. It's going to be centralized. It's going to inflate. It's not. It's not sound money, right? That's the only reason we're doing this. It's sound money. Hmm. Miami coin will not be sound money. This guy will own it. If he wants more money to make himself look good as, as the mayor, he will do it. And um, he can't do that with Bitcoin. It's the whole fucking point. It keeps him <laughs> honest. He has to. Miami has to earn money through taxes or through just wealth creation, and then the money that they 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 gain, they can then reinvest it. But then if they invest it badly. It, it fucks up the Miami. But if they invest it well, then they get the benefits, and um, and then they'll earn even more. But if they they lose it, they invest it badly, then they lose the money, and they have to wait until they earn more. They can't just print it out of thin air, and he'll get voted out. Um, I wonder why they even have to um, have the shitcoin in the middle and just just like do Bitcoin for Bitcoin. I know. I, I hate to say it, but there's going to be some. Some shit coiners helping them here. And yeah. they'll they'll give themselves a shit ton of Miami coin. And it would be really embarrassing, right? If this guy launches Miami coin with good intentions, yes. Does it all out evenly. But then the developers behind the scenes have like 90% of the supply. Yeah. Until yeah. Miami coin goes out. People start to buy it, start to believe in it, the price goes up. And then some random guy that set the network up just dumps 90% and rugs Miami. That'll be funny. That'll be funny. <laughs> but then it gives um, crypto as a whole a, a bad name. Yeah, yeah, it and yeah, and unfortunately, it'll be it'll be a harsh lesson. But it's like, there you go. Don't shitcoin, boys. Bitcoin. We told you to bitcoin it. If you airdrop Bitcoin, there was no air. There was no going to be no rug pull. Mm. You can verify the, the the supply. As when you use a couple of shady developers, they tell you what the supply is. And as we heard, learned last week, you know, Solana thought they only had 8 million and then they find another random 13 million over here. Like, well, oh, you guys, say, what about that? Well, they knew that. Oh, yeah, they did. People are buying didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. I was just thinking, like, couldn't they just simply do the El Salvador model? Because essentially for every, they could do some sort of reward where, you know, Bitcoin has gone up. And for those that still hold their $30 um there you go here's your reward and airdrop it back to them yeah go and download more yes super simple it's already worked as well the concept's been proven yeah unfortunately there was a picture of the mayor of miami i met some party and there's a load of shit coiners right around him (sighs) so it seems like they've persuaded him to go now there's more opportunity in this create your own coin and be first be the first state 
and it's just oh he's got, he's got attracted to gains right and he's just forgotten his roots of why he got into this which is just no we need sound money do the el salvador model it's boring yes it's still revolutionary right now and it will sort the whole state out because he's been desperate to be um like Miami to be the capital of Bitcoin. If you stop bringing in shit coins, you know. Yep. He'll lose everyone. Yep. Yeah. They'll turn. I mean, obviously, the Bitcoin event is happening there next year as well. Um, so you, you saw what happened when Mayweather started to even, you know, breach a sentence of they could also be another Bitcoin. The, the crowd turned on him. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, good luck to the mayor. It's, it's um, unfortunately, we're probably going to see a bit of this, right? So just as we have people coming in and then they end up getting tempted by shit coins or we'll have companies do the same thing, we'll have states do it and we'll have countries do it. And unfortunately, everyone goes into shit coins. You might make money short term, but long term, you're going to get wrecked. So mm. it's going to be interesting. We've all got many examples of people being wrecked by shit coins but we don't have examples of companies being wrecked or countries or states being wrecked. But I think over the next 10 years, we're going to see it. And it well, may be Miami. Maybe Miami is somewhere that loses. there's a chance that a country could adopt Dink Dunk. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I swear, I, I, we, I, we laugh now. I it's think that's going to happen. It's going to happen. Gonna where it happened in the gold standard right when everyone is adopting the gold standard various countries all thought they knew better than other countries i'm like no no china and india went for silver and it stalled china for donkey's years yep and i think some picked copper and uh so once a load of people pick bitcoin i think someone's going to go no 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 it's ethereum or it's solana or it's dogecoin and nfts nfts is And the same thing will happen to them, right? It's the same, you know, as we learned in the Bitcoin standard, there isn't room for more than one form of money. So gold took the market and, and silver lost 98% of its value. And well, silver was just, it was just a minor traded. It just was, it wasn't a store. It was a tradable as such. Yeah. It was yeah. its best use. But, but fundamentally, used, you know, compared to gold, lost 98% of its value. Yeah, pe- people who used it as an actual standard would be the wealth so that's where the mistake was made the same thing unfortunately i can already see that's 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 going to be funny actually i just I, i'd love it if some some country decides to run on dogecoin or some shit coin like that it'd just be hilarious ship <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to be funny although i must admit i even thinking ahead it's asking me millions of people that are going to be plunged into further poverty but look, they're getting plunged into poverty anyway with the fiat standard so <laughs> This is it. I was also um, came across the fact that, you know, Balenciaga partnered with Fortnite to uh, create a skin and uh, it's like a Balenciaga hoodie. And essentially it was $725 to get this skin. And, you know, people... Sorry, what's that for? For like... For Fortnite, yeah. $700? $725. You, know, you, you need your credit cards and your cards taken off if you want to spend that. People will be doing it, you know. Yes. We talked about this with Nike. Um, yeah. Downloadable, so that'll fit in with, like, FIFA and Fortnite and everything. There's I so many thought, more. I, I, thought it'd be like, I thought it'd be, like, a dollar or 50 cents or something. 
I mean, uh, I think if again, what I was reading, you know, for like crypto, I want to say for crypto punks, the entry level price for a crypto punks is around about six hundred thousand dollars. Like, uh, must they start up when they started going up? It must have been less. Yeah, it would have been less. Does that lead us on to the shitcoin corner story? <laughs> yeah, nicely. Let's do it. So this is one where um, a shitcoiner lost um, a lot of um, worth through shitcoins and NFTs as he got tired of using a hardware wallet. So <laughs> I read that. I think it was uh, Mr. Orlin who picked this one. Um, <laughs> But it did cause me to actually top this up. So I counted the amount of F and um, dollars in there. And my notes were, it's 300 to 500 F. So I don't understand how he, how it can have a range of 200. <laughs> I know, 200 is quite a bit. It's about 800 grand, isn't it? This variance there. Yeah, what, what were we, 3,500 3, or something there roughly? And then they took his JPEG. So my notes, I've got 100F for a shitty pick, 100F for a shitty pick, 40F for a shitty pick, 4.1F for a shitty pick, 2.5F for a shitty pick. And it all topped up. And so, you know, taking the lowest number on the 300 to 500, I got around about £2.2 million he's got there. And I was just like, seriously, you had that much money not stored away on a ledger. Because it was difficult. Uh, it's his own thread, isn't it? And he even says he used to have this on a ledger. But this is the problem, right? When you shitcoin and you NFT a lot, you need access to it because you're getting mm. in and out of these things and you're kind of trading them. So you just go, you know what? I'll just leave it in my browser for a little bit. What's the worst that can happen? Well, here's the worst that can happen. You've got two over £2 million worth of crypto as in Ethan NFTs, and yeah, he made a mistake, didn't he? Um, someone got onto his computer somehow, managed to get into his browser, took the private keys, and just sold all his NFTs, just went onto an exchange. Yeah, people bought them, they didn't give a shit. Well, exactly, because so, the thing is, like, no one knows, right? So they're, they're probably the, the NFT that they grabbed, say it was worth 100 ETH, he probably just listed it for 80. Someone grabbed it up, the ETH hits the wallet, he takes the ETH straight out and sends it off to his own wallet now because now at the NFT, you can kind of follow and that'll get that'll get flagged. The NFT yeah. will be like, don't sell this NFT. But the ETH, that's clean. That's just... Well, yeah, he cleaned it so he could get it back into an exchange, didn't he? Yeah. Or her. Um, it did make me laugh. And I'm, it says here, mostly my prized collection of NFTs were taken and sold. It's just like... Have, have, you have you got a have you got a prized collection of JPEGs? <laughs> um, Paul, so you're not worried about the money, you're worried about your NFTs. I got a prized collection of Bob's and Bajine pits. <laughs> <laughs> Get a man to come around your house and do the washing up, make you a sandwich, maybe a cheeky finger, and uh, provide you get vaxxed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, in order to get back, you're gonna make make someone else a sandwich, make them wash them off themselves. Then, if they're lucky, we might get a good finger in my chat. I mean, get a vaccine. Uh, fucking lucky lady. Uh. <laughs>
Yeah, I've got a prized collection of ticks and crosses and other icons which I use for presentations. I know. Did you did you scroll down his thread and take a look at his little JPEG collection? Yeah, no. that's where I got all the totals from. So he had um Is that, like mean, this I had a conversation. There's cartoons, aren't they? Yeah, I had a conversation with um one of my um groups on Signal and it, it was does anyone trade in NFTs? And mine was like, I don't trade in JPEGs. Uh, <laughs> and he's just like, but it's art. I was just like, it's not. It's basically, it looks like Leisure Suit Larry. Literally, it looks like that. That is what a crypto punk looks like. And you are paying hundreds of thousand pounds for something which looks like fucking an 80s um, yeah. computer game. Yeah, It just, it astounds me how stupid some people are. Because it amazed me when I scrolled down this, and I think it was mainly NFTs that were stolen, right? Worked to add up to that 300 to 500 ETH. And I just look at it and go, how is the £2 million worth of artwork here? Yeah. Like one of them is a yellow picture with like blue lines on it, imitating some type of mountain or something. Yeah, I'm looking at that one right now, my Meridian number 33. That's the one. 3.68, so it's around about 10 grand for that. Yeah. <laughs> but then, you know, we go back to crypto punks. I love this, 100 ETH. Yeah. And now we're listed at 125, and it's just like, I could draw that and paint for you. And I'm sure I can work out to put a digital signature, and you'll have the only one. And I'd only charge half of the ETH, and then I'd sell it. I can right-click <laughs> and save it, and Photoshop a dick on it. <laughs> It's like, um, oh, what was it Aaron Paul was doing when he was photoshopping two animals together? A Logan Paul, yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll just do dick punks or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did challenge you to create your own line, but you didn't want to. No, I don't. It's a joke, yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's horrendous, right? But this, this is, like, I think my takeaway from this shitcoin corner is just, there's a there's a very good read like at the moment the security and looking after your your coins it's still difficult right and having it on a ledger it's almost it is a little bit clunky it's not particularly user friendly but it's good it's super safe mm. and when you ship coin in nft it encourages you to go no i need this money easier access i just need it to hand because i want to be moving it around and this is what can happen you're gonna have two million quid stolen from you in minutes and it's all just gone right the world the the whole crypto or bitcoin world is just not ready to allow you to have that amount of money sat in your browser this is like putting two million pounds worth of your money into a bank account in 1997 on the internet like good luck it's going to be fucking gone it's just someone's going to hack into it and just steal it straight out the internet wasn't ready right then it, you, maybe you could have two million pounds worth of bitcoin floating around on your browser in five or ten years when jack dorsey and jack mallers has brought out all their great products and it's super safe super secure we'll probably be doing it but right now fucking no chance this stuff will get stolen your private keys are going to go and uh, it's a matter of time like this this guy obviously has been doing it for a number of years made one mistake and bang all his money's gone they're out there waiting for kids like this basically wanting to scam them yeah and, and the problem is especially when you're like scrolling around it wouldn't surprise me actually if the person that scammed him was probably one of the nft websites he clicked on 
that mm. there was some code hidden in there that when he clicked on something or downloaded something that it put a little bit of spyware on his machine oh, and it went into his browser grabbed his private keys and, and sent it back it went because like when you create these nfts you have to like mint them so you have to like put your keys in you like mint an nft it all kind of comes out yeah when he said that about I minted this, I didn't really get that. Yeah, it's it's what it creates a FOMO, right? So the way they do it is say I was launching an NFT um, program um, or like projects. Say there's like 10,000 unique NFTs and they can all have certain characteristics if they're going to be a load of, I don't know, guinea pigs, right? all the different types of glasses, noses, mouths, backgrounds. They're all kind of auto-generated, and I, there's no kind of control. It's essentially decentralized or random, whatever. And then, so I, I, I and I can go right. I'm going to launch this project on, you know, tomorrow 8 p.m. Yeah, and the to, drop. And to mint one, you have to pay me one ETH. And if you pay me one ETH, my program will run and send an NFT to your address. So you, oh. that's minting it. And and I could go. There's only 500 of them. So once 500 are gone, they're gone. So come and mint one. And then after that, it's the secondhand market then. So so everyone wants to be in the minting process because technically it should be the bottom. And you hope that the price only goes up from then. But so often, I think on 99% of the projects, what you pay the artist to mint the NFT, that was the top. And no one wants to buy off you afterwards. Though he said he had some crypto on Arbitum, which is some other kind of wallet. I don't really know what it is. Um, and he starts control of his NFT, which is his icon, which I'm guessing is another crypto punk, which is his icon on Twitter, which looks like another character off Leisure Suit Larry. So lucky him. He's got um, a shitty crypto punk. And then he says, um, cried in my spouse's arms this morning. And um, after he left, she um, invited Chad round. <laughs> and, Chad show- and Chad showed her all his um, real money. Yeah, she'll be getting a Bitcoin a boyfriend soon enough. And uh, <laughs> sorry for shit. Oh gosh, um, is it worthwhile going to uh, Brett of the week then? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, back to the week. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a controversial one. Yeah, because um, this is this is probably the other side of it, isn't it? Right. So you got shit coins, you got NFTs, but then even if you stick to Bitcoin, you can still make mistakes, right? And this is trading, and yeah, this guy just highlights that probably the three most high-profile people in Bitcoin right now that also are traders that pump out all the charts and all that stuff. It's Plan B, Willy Woo, yeah. and Will Clement. And they're all kind of pitching funds or paid groups right at the moment. All three of them have kind of come out. And obviously, we're getting towards like the middle to the top of a bull market. The, the interest is at peak. And so many people love their charts. They love their trading. And um, yeah, these three guys seem to have just gone, oh, that's cash in and um and i think even will clement he's only a young lad but he's starting to shitcoin a little bit mm-hmm. and um going oh i can trade shitcoins 
And yeah, I just think you know this is this is one of the things, right? If you if you go into trading, like Bitcoin isn't for trading. It's just trade anything else. Like it's just silly to trade an asset that's going up by two hundred percent a year and it's going to be sound money. Just don't time the market. Like time in the market always beats timing the market. And um and I think it shows, right? Because if these like Will Clement, I'll probably almost give him a pass. He's like twenty one years old. He's a young lad. Plan B and Willy Woo. I probably I think they're in the forties. Yeah, both of them. If they Plan were, there's always been like the what's it stock to flow model, which people yeah, yeah. it's raised a lot. You know, I think um, Miss No Show always refers back to that. Yeah, and, and I referred to it. You know, when I gave my predictions on that LinkedIn article, I referred to Plan B stock to flow model. It's it's pretty pretty decent. But at the same time, if Plan B and Willy Woo were as good a traders as they claim to be in their forties. Why aren't they already billionaires and doing sailor shit? You know, then they're not. They don't actually seem to be uber wealthy. Because if they were, why would they be opening up paid groups and trying to raise money for funds and stuff? Mm. When once you get to that level of money, like sailor's not doing anything where he's charging you ten dollars a month or oh, I need your money and I'll trade it for you and make you money. No, that's more hassle than it's worth, and he fucking knows it. Um, so he just uses his own money and he does educational content around Bitcoin, but everything is for free. Everything's for free. Because he's got is, um, more money than he knows what to do with. This is what we said about financial advisors. You're taking advice off someone who can't afford to retire. Yeah. yeah. On how to retire, uh, who hasn't got enough money. You know, they may have a flashy car, so ultimately a bit of a, you know, best way to describe them, they're a salesperson, they're trying to sell a sell product to you. I'm saying this is how rich I am, but they're still bloody working, so they can't yeah. be that rich. Yeah, and I've seen it happen many a time in, in property as well, where you get these property gurus that want to run these courses and help you along the way. And I, I've never really got, okay, well, why do you need to help all these people if you're so good at what you're doing? It's like, well, why do you need, if you want to help everyone, why do you need to charge? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've, I've always been skeptical of traders because if I genuinely had a trading algorithm that could beat the performance of Bitcoin, I would not be telling a single soul because <laughs> the problem is once you tell someone about your clever trick in the market, once that becomes public, it's not there anymore because yeah. everyone's waiting for the oh, it goes up here, down here, and then it goes up three times, isn't it? just to say that. And this is the pattern to look for. Once I make that public, everyone's looking for that pattern. And on the three upticks that I'm now predicting where I make all my money, some dickhead's going to go short it. Yeah. Or it's going to go up one tick before. Like It's broken. Like So literally giving your trading secrets out means it's no longer a secret and it yeah. breaks the secret. So yeah. anyone with a trading group that tells you, oh, I'm going to share my trading secrets, it's, it has to be a lie. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. also it's not, whilst they say it's limited, it can't be limited because otherwise the, the scheme is also limited as well. So what I mean in terms of it can't be limited in terms of individuals because that means it's literally a one time only this group of people can come in and then they will never make any more and that's not what they're trying to do they're trying to sustain i believe and probably trying to sustain a lifestyle of some sort 
Yeah, they, they make all their money out of the subscriptions, not the yeah. trades. Yeah. And, um, and in reality, if you, if that's, <clears throat> you, you can make a couple of million quid out of a lot of subscriptions, but really, if, you're, if that is meaningful to you, then what are you even doing selling your advice? Because yeah. it shouldn't be. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but you know, Instagram's full of it, and unfortunately, it's three guys and three guys that I like. But yeah, um, once they start shilling paid groups and doing shitcoin funds and stuff, you go, "Oh right, okay." I don't know. You don't really, you don't really get it. You're doing a bit of a cash grab, which fair enough. But I'm not going to listen to you as much now. That's all. Mm. Not that I listen to you that much anyway. I, I, whenever I listen to price prediction guys, I kind of switch off largely. It's just entertainment. I uh, yeah, much rather listen to a. A safer dean or like one of the core developers talk about the inner workings of bitcoin whenever i listen to a trader i just go look just skip your prediction mate what, what's the price going to be this time next year okay <laughs> fine switch it off <laughs> i don't even listen to the, the price predictions because i feel like everybody now is just trying to outdo everybody just, just for the for the headline i just don't think you can understand something as it's currently still trying to find its utility yeah you know, it's completely speculative. I just don't understand how you can predict the price accurately. Well, well, it's a not. I don't believe it's accurate. I just think yeah. it happens. Yeah, there's a number of factors which you can't take into account, which will dictate the price. So, mm. yeah, it's just a bit of nonsense. But <laughs> it's always interesting to look at, especially when it's telling you you're going to be um, very rich. <laughs> Well, I definitely think that for sure. Yeah, hopefully. And then I can get my helicopter. <laughs> Put cute plabs on your roads. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. So what do we want to go for next? I don't know if there's any uh, slick move. Foot of the week. Oh, God. Yeah, we've got two of these. Yeah, we've got uh, yeah, a Morford of the week as well. Start with Sam and his um and his um Bitcoin isn't the currency and it's going to zero. Yeah, let's do that. Mm. So um, Sam Leith, the Bitcoin delusion. Yeah, it's 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 so great that these articles still exist, right? That this is so old FUD. It's almost funny that they're still talking about it being a fad, um, being a Ponzi. Uh, they're not really using Bitcoin to buy goods. Um, Tesla just did it. It's a publicity stunt. And uh, it's just insane, right? I just read these things and go, what the hell is going on with this? And he just seems to completely miss the fact that fiat is broken. Um, whether he focuses most of his article on squid coin and this is, I think this is a very common misconception right because there are so many scams and so many shit coins and weirdly he mentions monkey jizz as well <laughs> you wanted that on shitcoin corner last week and we didn't we didn't look into it but this guy did this guy looked at it he looked at monkey jizz and squid coin well, which he he turned squid games as a rush for real money and I just kind of went no, it's it wasn't the de- it wasn't the developers rushing to get real money. It was the developers doing a rug pull to fuck all the paying clients over. Yeah, and um, and and he seems to bundle Bitcoin in with that, and um, yeah, he, he just, seems he, to 
he's missed a lot of developments. So some things which I noticed is he starts talking about no real use. It's not a currency. El Salvador disagrees with you. Then use. We've seen Coinbase open it up to loan against. We've seen ETFs get muted around this. Um, <laughs> we've we've seen it used for buying drugs, for buying pizza. So it's got plenty of uses there. So I just looked at him and thought he's an absolute moron. My last comment was Sam Leaf is a moron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he talks about volatility, doesn't he? Going, oh, you can't, like, if you buy something in the morning, it can't be worth more or less in the afternoon. It's just, look, this is, it's still early, right? It's super that, that's what early. happens with fiat, though. You buy something in the morning and it's worth, and, um, or you have money in the morning and it's worth less by the evening. Mm. Yeah, you just don't know dear the price goes up you go in tomorrow and the price has gone up by 10 percent. like what's up like inflation who is this sam leaf person though they... yeah. he looks like karen yeah because yeah there's <laughs> no... like <laughs> oh my god i just googled him and his eyes are so deep what can you fall into them he, no he looks like he hasn't <laughs> He looks like he has never slept. <laughs> he I've looks like the guy him. off, um, is it Men in Black? On one of his pictures, he looks like the guy off Men in Black 1, you know, one who can barely control his body. He's like... Okay, this, this literally might be the thumbnail. His, his, oh my God, his eyes are just like, he hasn't slept for weeks. This poor guy, he lives a life of stress, just worrying about everything and just shitting on it and just not having any fun in his entire he life. Found the, uh... Yeah, this week's pub's thumbnail. Poor man. Imagine <laughs> um, if he finds a podcast with a picture of himself. <laughs> and it's and literally only about 0.5% of it is actually about him. And he has to or listen to like an hour and 40 just to get to his mention and all we do yeah. is get on him for his shit eyes. Yeah. <laughs> and looking like the, the, the um, alien which is squeezed in the body of Men in Black 1. Uh, I just, it's just sad, isn't it? Like, he's, this is like, I genuinely think people almost build their identity around hating on certain things, and I think we see it in politics a lot. And but I think Bitcoin is very divisive, and once you pick your side, you just don't want to change. And especially if you pick the side of hatred, yeah. And no matter how much new information comes, it's just. Nah, it's still a Ponzi, still a Ponzi. And oh, look, squid went down by 100%. And then monkey jizz also did. It's a scam. And Bitcoin just, I know like these coins that I just mentioned only lasted for 30 days before they went to zero. And Bitcoin's lasted for 13 years, but it's still a scam. And it's going to go to zero eventually without realizing that, come on, like that, these are the two you mentioned are genuine scams based on the fact that they're trying to pretend to be Bitcoin to sucker in people that don't know the difference. But Bitcoin is the different one. And that's, there's nine, there's 9,000 scams and one Bitcoin. That's yeah. the thing you need to get through his head. Do you think it's like, go ahead. I was just going to say, do you think it's like changing your football team after you've come out and said, I support somebody and no one really does that, do they? I don't yeah. think it is. I think it's more just an opinion. We've talked about people who can't change their opinion because they're not humble enough. And you've got many people like that, you know, who are backing um, something um, as being a complete scam, as being nonsense, as being rubbish. I mean, it's proven that it's not. 
and they just can't change their opinion so so deep and that's literally what this is i don't i think it's an opinion and i think it applies to to a smaller minority yeah people are just stuck in their ways and he's one of the vocal ones who people go oh maybe i should listen to sam leaf but then you go ask yourself what the fuck does sam leaf know about finance yeah but people won't really dig deep into that to then go to that next layer and level to actually see it's just easier on the mind and on the brain to accept it so i think one of the key points you just miss the fact people are holding um due to believing so they're holding the bitcoin because they see future value in it becoming a currency or store of wealth yeah so that's a whole point which he is absolutely missed yeah oh my god and the scarcity you know you said who was sam leaf you never guess where you went to school eton oh, of course then oxford of course he's the yuppie elite then he went to the daily mail and the daily telegraph it's like he's just a born elitist xenophobe isn't he yeah so of course now suddenly when i see that i'm like well now he probably has an agenda He's probably tied in. He hasn't got an agenda. He's just so, been told what to say. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's just a patsy, not knowing yeah. what he's doing. But he's been told, write an article that shits on Bitcoin. Um, and, and, and really what it is, it's a pro-fiat article. Right. Without, without ever mentioning fiat and ever being positive, he's just That's going, rubbish. the do alternative you, is just a scam. So, do you, do you like the value of your money being inflated away from you? Um, do you like not being able to afford what you could the previous year do your children want to not be able to afford a home stay with fiat (laughs) (laughs) exactly and it only works staying with fiat only works if you're educated in Eton and then Oxford yeah then then you probably can survive inflation because mummy and daddy has a housing portfolio of 200 houses so it doesn't really matter yeah and probably use art to, to hide money. Yeah. Yeah, they'll do the whole classic um, lose 10 million on a picture to write, write off all their capital gains for the year. So do you, do you think there could be a world in which people use NFTs to write that off? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's happening now as well, yeah. 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 It's um, a very legitimate way. And um, people were doing it with um, um, transaction fees as well before nfts existed where you accidentally put like a two million dollar fee on a transaction mm. but you make sure you're also the miner so it looks <laughs> like you lost two million dollars you're like oh there's my profit for the year so i don't pay no tax mr taxman but in reality you you received the mining fee at the other end so obviously you could never do that on bitcoin because you can't guarantee you're going to get the fee because it's genuinely decentralized but on a shit coin there's only three fucking developers Provide, say it's me and me, me, you and um, us three here. Yeah. Um, if I needed to go, look, guys, I need to get rid of a two million um, kind of profit for the year. I don't want to pay tax on it. So I'm going to put a transaction into our shitcoin with a two million pound fee on it. I'm going to say it's an accident and tell the tax man that it was an accident. I'm going to send it in. Whoever gets it, just send it back to me because it's just it's the tax write off. Yeah. I'll do, I'll, I'll do the same for you. Yeah. And provided us three agree. We have 100% of the mining of our shitcoin and I have a £2 million write-off. Easy. Okay. Crazy. 
But before we get to our last, last story, I think... Well, we've got more, more got... for the week, which was um, a funny video, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, of course. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. Did any of you watch Roger? Yeah, I did. I didn't watch it. I listened to it for the content because I, well, I was doing some admin. Yeah. Um, yeah, it seems to be Crack's um, comedy geriatric, from what I can gather. Um, <laughs> they obviously want to be governed harder. Because <laughs> <laughs> as much as I thought it was a joke, it, it came across quite serious, right? They're quite damning. Yeah. And like literally threw Bitcoin under the bus quite hard, said it wasn't as good as real money. It's not accepted anywhere. It's a Ponzi. It's just for drug dealers. And, and, and then they also alluded to the fact that apparently we're in fan of um, lowering the legal age of consent for sex. <laughs> I don't really get where you got that from. Yeah. Which I thought was quite a bit of slander, you know, basically almost calling Bitcoin as pedophiles somehow. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's a new one. I, I was going to say, he's, he's, got it, he's got it mixed up with his group, Smutsy Elites. When we go to Pedo Island. Yeah, I'm going to watch Joe Biden sniff some girls' hair. <laughs> <laughs> I mind, Alleg- see- allegedly. 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 <laughs> oh, it's, on, it's on the internet. Do you see Biden? Um, someone died, and um, there was um, like some kid, some kid of the, the, a dad had died, and some kid was standing in front of him. And he like the kid's there and he grabs it, moves it towards his crotch, bends down, like kisses it on the cheek a couple of times, rubs his head, and the kid and then just wanders off. And um someone obviously memed it and put some love song over the top of it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but even without the love song, oh, it God. is still creepy. Like that is not his kid. Like you're not allowed to grab and the kid was was young, he's like, I don't know, about seven or eight, I'd guess. And just moving it towards him, like right into his crotch, and then to kiss his kiss his cheek and rub his head, you're like, mate, that's weird. What are you doing? Yeah. And you're doing that in public when there's a dozen cameras pointing at you. Yeah. Well, the, Demo- the Democrats, the forces will still stick up for him. Yeah. Oh. Weirdly, when I when you if you if you I find a tweet, if you look at the comments, everyone goes, that's just a granddad, you know, and you're weird for thinking that's even slightly sexual. You go. It's not his grandkid, kid, though. It is weird. It is weird. Like, and you're just blind for not seeing it. Like, this guy is a fucking paedophile. Yeah, it's, it's funny. You know, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> well, he also allegedly shit himself when he met the Pope. <laughs> is that yeah. right? I've, I've seen it in, like, comments, but I'm actually... Know yeah. what it refers to? Well, well, he he had a meeting with the Pope, and apparently he lost control of his bowels, and and, and people have seen the trousers that he ended with, and then the trousers that he left with, and people are saying that that actually happened. No way! Oh, that, yeah. I love that one. Yeah, and of Why course, we you? obviously saw him at that conference where he fell asleep as well. And you just got to think, this guy's what eighty-one? Is it? It, you know, it, these things happen. It was weird because someone actually shared a clip of Biden from, I think, 20 years ago, and he was so on it. You know, he's he's there, he's active. He was, I, admittedly, I don't think, I think whatever he was talking about, I disagreed with him, but you've got to go, oh, he's mentally there. Like, yeah. he, he's talking fast, he's, 
really like you know pronunciation is words and he's got good points and people are asking him questions he's coming back that's the joe biden right that yeah he wasn't always completely competent the poor guy has dementia now right and th this it completely breaks the illusion that the president is just a puppet and yes. the elite behind the scenes are the ones pulling the strings you've got to put people that can speak in front like, i'm I know you need someone stupid who's going to be a puppet that does everything he says, but Jesus Christ, you can't put a dementia page in there. It <laughs> kind of breaks the illusion. We know he's not making any decisions. He shit himself. Like, come on. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't know when he's going to go for a shit. Never mind when he's going to <laughs> fucking do anything else. I've Googled Joe Biden pooping and it's come up with a load of things denying it, but that's Google. Yeah. Well, duck, duck, go. Yeah. I'll do it on my phone. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so. do you really think that uh, Google's going to allow that information? Yeah, it's it's caught with the, the dreaded words of fact check, and I'm just like, when you see fact check, you just think bullshit. Yeah, yeah. it basically means government whitewashes say. Yeah, so so in that, it probably is true. Yeah, <laughs> the fact they're trying to cover it up. Yeah. Um, what yeah. do we want to move on to now? Because we kind of got two unrelated subjects. I suppose Bitcoin continually got the um, compass mining um, story from uh, Mr. All in. Yeah, I think this is an interesting story because um, obviously we've talked about mining numerous times, haven't we? Mm -hmm. And um, and yeah, so and we're going to start I, it up in your flat, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, I've I've looked again into this, and this has been one of the reasons why I haven't got into it, right? Because compass mining was why the the market leader in miners in um, in the Western world, anyway, you can buy it from Asia as well. But these guys are American. Um, but yeah, they've had massive delays. Um, and I think a lot of it is to do with the whole lockdown stuff. The the microchips in just about everything are really hard to get a hold of. I know Elon Musk has been tweeting about the same chips that he needs to put into his Teslas. And it's stopping their supply as well. But these guys are just communicating badly. And they've they've taken orders from months and months and months ago from this guy here cam um is ordered on july 16th mm. and um <clears throat> should have been there i think their initial eta was meant to be a couple of months um now they're saying end of november um but then it's probably going to be end up being early next year and the problem is with this right whenever you get into bitcoin miners really what you're doing it for well you are doing it for gains in Bitcoin mining and you're trying with mining, you're trying to out outrun or outpace just buying Bitcoin and holding it. And the problem is when you get this, you've paid for the miner and these miners are expensive. So it could be like 5k or so. Um, so you've paid 5k in July for this miner. Yeah. You just haven't got it. So your 5k is still 5k. And also the problem with miners is that they, end, they tend to only be profitable for three to five years so if you lose six months of that that eats into the profitability of the miner so you really need to be confident that when you buy one you can really get it quick get it plugged in get it get it working and over the course of its life it should be easily profitable but every time yeah. i've looked at it i always think just buying 5k of bitcoin without perform any miner um so I personally haven't got into it just because I run my nodes. They secure the network. Mining also does a little bit, but in reality, it's mainly to try and 
get the block reward, right? And try and mine the block. Yeah. I've never, and every time I've ever thought about it, the whole mining community just seems to be backlogged and everyone is just sold out. And I've always just been put off going, I don't want to be sat on a waiting list for, t- for 12 months with five or 10K of my money stuck there waiting for a machine to turn up. Absolutely. And I think that's where a lot of people have been quite angry because of the fact that they've paid in Bitcoin and Bitcoin's gone up in the interim. So, and, you know, they could eventually just give them a refund, but they've lost the gains off that. And equally, well, they paid says, in, if they paid in Bitcoin now for a miner, they yeah. ask for Bitcoin back, surely. Yeah, they could ask for the Bitcoin back, but whilst the others, whilst they've been holding the Bitcoin, they've then made the gains on the Bitcoin. Well, it'd be one Bitcoin, one Bitcoin still. Yeah, it depends how they did it, right? So they might, I'm trying to figure out from this guy's thread, because if they did it where, say it was 5K and it's and you paid in Bitcoin, was it was the miner denominated in bitcoin correct denominated in dollars yes because it was denominated in dollars they took 5k of bitcoin in and then the refund will be five thousand dollars of bitcoin out Mm. so you did lose the gains in that example because the actual bitcoin potentially probably 3x in that time they're actually you you would be asking for 15 grand back they went no 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 you didn't pay Denominated right. Bitcoin, you paid. We'll give you your five grand back in Bitcoin. To yes, that. yes. So, so that's the important thing, which I think the fact that people are so irate and are saying exactly what you just said there, it sounds like they're denominating their bit their miners in dollars. So you don't get. So you say you paid yeah one Bitcoin for a miner, you don't get one back. Um, and in reality, you might. Um, you're basically because the price trebled. Say. You're only going to get 0.3 Bitcoin back. You know, hold on, I'm 0.7 Bitcoin down. Mm. And they go, well, tough shit. In dollars, you got the same money. Yeah, it's a bit shitty. Yeah. Um, I've, I've been looking at nodes, you know, seeing where what ones I can get. And a lot of those are sold out as well at the moment. Yeah. Um, any closer on who you're going to go with? I was tempted with one which I think uh, Mr. Allin linked me to. Um, so I think it does lightning and it's a full node as well, but then um, it's only US shipping. Yeah. So that kind of destroyed that one. And there's ones like Casa and um, oh, it's Bit- Bitcoin Machine. So Casa, I've read the reviews and just says it's massively overpriced for what's actually in there. Um, Bitcoin Machine, I'm just wondering whether you're paying for the funky design. <laughs> So I just need to dig into it a bit more um, to get one sorted or just find the best possible one. Then there's also a lot of opinion that you should um, should build your own because you need to be able to verify what's there. Yeah, there is argument. But it's, it's a time, you know, it's going to take that whole weekend, which I can't spare. But, you know, having young and kids... And a spare so... machine. Sorry? And a spare machine, a spare laptop. Oh, no, it'd just be by um, Raspberry Pi. Uh, okay yeah by 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 the add-ons so i know how i'd do that part but it's just doing all the bits of adding it together you know it'd take me hours upon hours to do the first one yeah well you still you still need a spare laptop to plug it in and set it up oh yeah well it depends if 
if you've got a work one and the USBs are all blocked. Then, uh, yeah. I've got access to one uh, which I could use. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, you, yeah. That's the thing. You just need it to set it up once you've installed it all on the, on the node and you've got all the settings done. But even then to maintain your node, typically, you know, obviously the way I do it is through my laptop. So I don't plug into my node. My node syncs with my personal laptop and I can see what it's doing. And um, so, yeah, so if you don't have a dedicated laptop that is not work related, then you're going to struggle a little bit. Yeah. I need to read into it way more. Yeah. The, the network is waiting for you. Dr. <laughs> Evil 10%. And yeah. If you, if you, because the thing is, like, what you typically do is you do download the Bitcoin blockchain onto your desktop and then save it onto your node. And I've forgotten what it was. I mean, is it, is it 140 gigs, something like that? The the work network will notice. <laughs> like, <laughs> they, they, they'll, they'll automatically probably assume you've just downloaded a massive gigabank of porn. And then they'll look into it and go, what the fuck is this load of shit? And uh, they'll then probably at some point ask you a question, go, what the hell is this? And you'd be like, oh, it's, don't worry, it's the Bitcoin blockchain. Just ignore it. <laughs> Yeah. I suppose going to the second to last, so leaving this one, we got a lot kind of talking about splurges, so buying nodes. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of re- remorse, which I don't think is particularly surprising, is it? About what people have bought over the last two years when they've been bored, locked away. Well, I think that and maybe also the fact that, that Christmas is coming up and they need the cash to probably buy new gifts. So uh, they they see the errors of their ways, right? Let's get rid of this to then get something maybe a little bit more meaningful. Yeah, I think the um, Peloton share price has taken a beating over the last few weeks, hasn't it? Has everyone just gone, why the fuck have I got this expensive clothes horse with a monthly yeah. subscription? Yeah. I mean, it's, there's a stat that's out there that says uh, for people that build home gyms, only 10% of them actually use them. So uh, for those that went out and went and got Pelotons at whatever price that they were, about 2K plus your monthly fee of 50 a month on top. Yeah, great through lockdown. Absolutely, because the gyms were shut. But right now... If you haven't got the dedication and the discipline to get onto it, then it is just going to collect dust. So, uh, yeah, might might pick myself up a bargain. I've just gone onto eBay and had a quick look at bikes. It's absolutely ram full. <laughs> yeah. And these bikes look pristine. Pristine. <laughs> I will be having a look around trying to find a gravel bike. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's probably a good time to buy a load of fitness equipment just before Christmas because yeah, all that lockdown yeah. stuff's coming online. Yeah. Try and like raise money for their Christmas presents. And do you know there's going to be that rush in January? So I do think it's probably a great time now. Because uh, there's a great stat in here, right? So one in 10 people regret at least one of their purchases made in 2020 and an average spend of $2,000 each. So... That's ten percent of people are getting a two two grand spend. So you can just see, like, people were just bored, weren't they? They were just yeah. buying stuff for their house. Everyone had these big plans. Extra money that they were having as well with no travel. Yeah, you can't go out. You can't do anything. Like people are just living in their pants. 
yeah no holidays instead of taking that money investing it doing something sensible they just splurged it and guess what even saving it you know <laughs> I know people. What a surprise! People regretting hot tubs, pelotons. What a surprise! What a surprise! People regret this stuff. And um, if anything, it's refreshing to see an article that actually shows that people are regretting these high time preference decisions. Not mm. really celebrate them and go, "Oh, isn't it great that people are enjoying their money and everyone's getting fit?" It's like they're not. There are they. People are buying stuff that helps you get fit and then not use it. So all they did was got poorer. So yeah. You've also got rescue homes full of dogs and cats. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Like that's been building up lately as people have gone back to work and we're like, oh, shit, I can't look yeah. after my dog because I've got to go back to the office. Or the dog's so much more work now it's fully grown. I don't think that my uh, next door will be listening. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, they're a prime example. Bought a hot tub. Got an extra dog. I think maybe even two dogs. Um, like literally, they got three dogs, and they had one already. Obviously, the existing dog. So, yeah, it's not a jealousy thing whatsoever. It's just a, you know, what are you doing? Like, think. yeah, you're an adult. These things have consequences. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I I can pretty much imagine that the novelty of the hot tub has already worn off. Don't do it. Yeah. And having three dogs, I'm sure it's great when you live your life and it's nice and sunny and uh, everyone's at home, yeah. working at home. The second the two parents go off to work, the yeah. dogs will be running around, whipping the house to shreds. <laughs> and that's even worse as well. As I've seen this with my, my sister, who's a vet. And... Um, these animals are getting separation anxiety because they're super used to having their owners around 24 yes. 7 and everyone's going back out to work now and the animals are genuinely getting anxiety and dogs that get anxious whip stuff up they they piss and shit everywhere and uh it's not fun for anyone <laughs> when, when that do, you know, do you not like do you not like cats do go and kill the local wildlife <laughs> Do you not do that anyway, though? Yeah, but when you're out for a whole day, they'll just, yeah, go, go oh. maim things. Oh, so normally he would stay in and, like, chill, but because he's bored, he goes out and kills stuff. Well, they, they do it every day, but I think they just have more vengeance when you're out. Yeah. <laughs> he's getting a massive bell that rings really loud. Oh, we both got bells on that we managed to kill everything. I don't know how. So you can hear him going around the house. Stealth. Yeah. Right. So going on to the and finally. So so never look. I think this is your story. <laughs> uh, yeah. So brothel offers free sex sessions to patrons who get COVID vax on site. So uh, this was in uh, Austria. So to encourage people to get the vaccine they are openly uh you know saying sit down get your jab and then have a jab have a, and then have a jab <laughs> <laughs> literally yeah uh 
it's, it's just strange and it seems like you couldn't make it up but if you get the jab between four and ten then you will have a free 30 minute session in the skin merchants vip club with a lady of their choice must admit i'm not vaccinated but i have never been more incentivized <laughs> I was trying to make out what they really meant because it isn't clear whether it is a bit of a sex session and BJ session. It may just it said something about role play. So it's not 100% what they're actually offering there. No, no, it is. It is. Oh. It genuinely is. Yeah. yeah. I, I watched a little video on it and I saw numerous pieces on Twitter about it. And yeah, the, the girl, basically, what it is, the, the government have subsidized these brothels. Um, and they will pay them whatever they would have paid for that blowjob or 30 minutes. They can redeem it from the government instead, provided... It's, it's in Austria as well. You what? It's in Austria as well, mm. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So that, they're the ones that have just really gone authoritarian on it literally today as well, around papers and not letting people out if you're unvaxxed. And yeah. Wow. And, and, it's, yeah. For, it's for your health. I know. And imagine just, it is just insane, right? We've had junk food and get the vax and get free junk food. Yeah. Get the vax and get free money. Now, now we're literally trying to get people to have free blowjobs to take a vaccine. This is just <laughs> insane. It is insane. You, you do not need to ever do this. If, if this vaccine was genuinely required and people genuinely needed it, you don't need to bribe anyone. You just don't like people will rush out and queue and like fight to be in the front because they're scared of the thing that is supposed to be killing them. But when you need to get guys in and offer them sex workers to have a vaccine, you're like, what's going on here? This is weird. Yeah. This is very, very weird. What's a female equivalent, you know, in the equal ops world that we live in? <laughs> I know. What, what getting fingered? Yeah. <laughs> I know, I maybe, maybe we like write them a poem or something. I don't know. <laughs> get get figure around the back of TGI Fridays by Chad. <laughs> maybe just do the washing up. Yeah. <laughs> Make him a sandwich. Yeah, get a man to come around your house and do the washing up. Make you a sandwich. Maybe a cheeky finger. <laughs> and uh, provide you get vaxxed. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so in order to get back you're going to make, make someone else a sandwich make them wash up after themselves <laughs> but if they're lucky we might get a good finger in my chat and they get a vaccine uh, fucking lucky lady oh, God, we're, not, we're not in charge are we <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if I was in charge and I had to do this shit and they had like a load of paedophile charges against me at least I make it fucking entertaining. I've got a gun to my head and I can't, I have to follow through on this stuff. So I'd be like, let's, let's make it funny. <laughs> and to be fair, this is quite funny. But uh, yeah. it's literally, you know, like, again, always talk about it, but clown world. We, just, <clears throat> we need a single imagery for clown world. We need to merge the clown and the world together and just that. And this, 
This is clown world yet again. What the? Who would have ever thought? Who would have ever thought at the beginning of the pandemic that oh well it'll be okay. You can just get three blowjobs at the end of it. Just take this job. Everyone that got vaccinated about a free blowjob, but they're gutted. Yeah. It's like all I got was heart disease. <laughs> <laughs> or in America, we got a free burger. It's just like, oh, but uh, blowjob instead. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm waiting for the first lawsuit that goes, I'm suing the US government. I got the vax and didn't get a BJ. <laughs> or I got a vax and I didn't get to make Chad a sandwich wash up and then um, get a cheeky finger <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wonder what they'll do for the booster shots so you know they're still going to have to encourage people to get the booster yeah I, I must admit I do think it's switching from the carrot and the stick uh, so at the moment we're, we're, we're just finishing the carrot stage yeah, what a mean game. Um, I think probably globally, I mean, this is probably the last of it, this story that we're literally reading right now. Correct. And I think we're switching now to the well, stick. They're yeah. already in the stick in Austria because mm. they've um, had the lockdown on me and vaccinated. Australia and various states have announced that um, various people won't be able to do their job if they're not vaccinated. We've pretty much got the same in the UK, so we are getting the stick here. You know, like we've got the NHS, we've got care home workers. How long before it's the police? So, yeah, yeah, and that'll be the rollout, won't it? I mean, I'm sure you probably, you know, you wouldn't have seen it, Mr. Orlin, but in our work uh, Christmas party, there was an email that came out last week that you must show proof that you are double jabbed um, to or a lateral flow, lateral flow. Uh, 24 hours before but in order to reduce the risk oh my god i would fucking so love to be there and i would go in and they'd be like where's your lateral throw and it would just be a bit of paper and it just says go fuck yourself <laughs> i just present it at the door and look at them <laughs> they just be like just get in like <laughs> <laughs> it's like lateral flow we discussed this before it's pretty much a coin toss yeah, yeah, and 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 again, like this, this is the not, not fucking crazy thing is the vaccine. They don't even pretend that it gives you immunity. You can still have it, and like, so the, the bizarre thing is, right? If you're going to test the unvaxed, it doesn't make sense to not test the vaxed. There's no, like, literally, they admit the science shows that the vax can have COVID and pass it on. Mm. So if you're genuinely caring about the spread, you have to test everyone regardless of vaccination status the fact that they are literally separating it and going oh no the vaxxed are like a premium standard of human being and the unvaxxed is the dirty underclass literally shows what the manipulation is it's not about health it's literally just about do you comply and will you buy into this whole set of regulations and stick a random needle in your arm just to show that you're compliant because we know that I think, if anything, now, I think when I last looked at the, some of the stats for some of the countries, the majority of people in hospital are from vaccinated people that have COVID, just because the, the stats are now most people have been vaccinated, right? So it makes sense that the most people that are now ill are also vaccinated. I'm not saying it's anything like um, spurious about that, but it proves that they always call it the breakthrough infection. 
And it's a case, no, it's not breakthrough. It just means the vax doesn't work. You can still get COVID and you can still get very ill from it. If, yeah. you're, if you're 80 and ill and you get COVID, regardless of whether you've been vaxxed or not, you get ill. Just... It should be, should be mandatory um, gym sessions. Yeah. That's a medicine. Yeah, I, I reckon I would love to do I you know if they did the whole vaccine passport thing on the door, I'd put a scales at the door as well and go, if you don't <laughs> weigh under a certain BMI, you can't have a dessert. <laughs> and be like, and just about ninety percent of the girls that work in our company couldn't have dessert, and they would be fucking fuming. I can guarantee they're all vaccinated. I'd be like, we're doing it for your own health. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to catch obesity. <laughs> you, you not eating your dessert helps me. <laughs> it helps the environment as well, right? I'm sure it probably has a, uh, a rating to climate change too. Yeah, of course, it's less earthquakes as well as they fucking walk about in their fucking elephant hooves. <laughs> Funny enough, I've been reading um, the Fiat Standard. Um, it's about halfway through, and it's on the Fiat food bit now. So refined sugar, refined flours, and help the fact that um, they refine flour to move the, um, oh, what's it called, germination off it, um, which is what made it go rotten. So he's just saying it's going through all this kind of stuff. And it, it is funny, like, if we we're so concerned about people's health, we would be looking at mantra exercise, we would be looking at diet, yes. but we're, we're enforcing yeah. um, a fiat diet, as Safer Dean says. Yeah, yeah. all people are profitable. Yeah. Ideally, what you want is a, a very, a, an illness that is relatively minor and that lasts for long periods of time. That's the most profitable one. And uh, mm. obesity is a beautiful one. You can treat it throughout the whole of their life and um, constantly paying in you know, diabetes, heart disease, the whole lot. And um... I remember <laughs> we, we worked with Sonia and she went on about, you know, she get getting these problems with, I can't remember, liver, stomach, and she ate shit all the time. She wasn't massively fat. She was overweight. And like, I constantly said, you know, eat properly, exercise, you will feel better. Oh, no, you know, it's just bubble, it's genetics. And I saw her a few years later, and she said she she swimming three times a week, eating better. I don't have the pain anymore. Yeah. And this is, you know, yeah, so nice. never look. It was someone who, um, I think, used to try and belittle you through her own insecurities back in, um, back in the day. Okay, put it in the chat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember a very obese young lady that used to work for our company. And um she used to eat like an entire pack of um donuts just to go to before she went to a meeting. And then she had her stomach stapled and made yeah. it smaller. And um I went on a meeting with her and um it was one of the rare occasions I got in a car. The same pack of donuts was by my feet. <laughs> And um, she went, oh, yeah, yeah, when I used to, so you told me the story of when I used to, like, not have my stomach stapled, I could eat them just before I got to the meeting. Now I have to eat them slowly throughout the day because my, my stomach can only take one donut at a time. So still with that same mentality of, oh, I won't change my diet, I'll just change how I eat or but, how often But the thing I is, eat. she's limited on what she can get into her, her stomach and she will stretch it eventually, but she's limited and she's taking in things which aren't nutritious, you know, mm. to sort out of bones, skin, hair, whatever else, exactly. and vital organs. 
just like some people just can't be helped right this is just the fiat diet isn't it like I, I think you hit the nail on the head there as well in terms of what you were saying before is even if you made it mandatory people would just mess it up themselves and so it's that it is a slow ongoing thing anyway um you know 80 percent of people would just continue and, and they wouldn't get out of the program no matter how much help that you gave to them or offered to give they'd have to do the work which is the hard part yeah sugar is like more addictive than cocaine yeah and, and it's so yeah. cheap and the thing with bread as well it's addictive mm. You know, as well, refined flours, it's exactly the same with the sugar. Probably not as much as sugar, but people are just on it all the time and they're destroying themselves, but they don't realise. And they say, you know, some people are like, oh, I'm fairly slim, so I'm all right, you're not. Your insides are rotting. But I suppose this is kind of like getting onto a completely different subject. I think the last 20 minutes we've been 100% cancelled. But luckily, (laughs) hardly... Hardly anyone gets to this point. So if you did, congratulations. Please feel free to send letters to our bosses. But we know no one's here. So we can just... So good. So good. But so... we probably will be cancelled in 10 years' time when people <laughs> come back to episode 30, brought to you by Dr. Evil 10%, Mr. Orlin and Sir Neville. But by that time, we'll all have jet skis. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know plebs, if you want to hear us, then yeah. <laughs>